everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's the call-in show. Sunday night time for a street fight. You can get a hold of us at 614-655-3887. Same number every single week. We take your calls from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. Let us know what's going on in your world. We'd love to hear from you. We've had a lot of good calls recently. We've had some obnoxious ones, too. We'll continue on. I think we'll get to that at the beginning here, too. Um, This is the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We're continuing on fighting, creating disruption. The people will win. And uh, we hope that they're listening to Street Fight while, while they're out there doing their thing, while you're fighting for a better world or advocating for the people. We appreciate all that you do and everybody that listens to the show and supports us and has gotten us this far. 2020 is going to be awesome and can't wait to keep it running. Uh, you can find more of what we do at patreon.com slash streetfightradio and you can come hang out with us in Columbus, Ohio. We're doing another live show in just about two weeks little under two weeks friday the 24th of january come see us live it's going to be different than what was happening in december see jake flores live and see district sentinel live we're also going to have special guests uh young and eight and eddie bars doing some music you'll hear from eddie later on in the show but this is it this is uh this is it's been good i think that this week has been good good show and I'm ready to take calls and excited to do it. And looks like everybody else is because it's quite the queue going. We got a good, we got a big queue this week. Yeah, so far a lot of people <clears throat> got something to say. Well, we might have to hang up on a few. Yeah, we did have the person call last week. They opened up with their, you know, uh, bro- their bold statement of what's your basis of morality. And now I hung up on them immediately, and that was because. Most of the other calls that we got that that weren't street fighters were just racist slurs and, and racist songs. So I don't. So this I will try to keep it open a little bit. I will we'll see what they have to say, but I don't think that someone that calls in and just yells "What's the basis of your morality?" is looking to have a conversation. They didn't even say like "Hi, my name is Kevin." Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they were getting at, and I kind of figured they were going to yell something stupid at some point, and it was at the end of the show when I'm tired. And yeah. I just don't want to argue with somebody at the end of the show. But then when we finished, we were both like, eh, we should have probably fucking taken that call yeah, and I argued mean, with that guy. It would have made good radio. For sure. We're just not uh, experts in that field anymore. We have, we're still learning. We're still, I mean, we, we just aren't yell at each other type guys you know what i mean or yell at people type guys anymore but we can be i can be that you know sure i've always been able to go back i I still get angry and wild at times yeah but but uh yeah i mean who knows if who knows who's in that queue exactly you know what i mean exactly you got nine calls and uh you hope they're nine good ones but you also we don't know yeah. It's a new era. It's like roulette. We are in the post prank call era where we get prank calls. So that's something. That's I mean, fun. that makes you feel bigger, right? Yeah. Makes you feel like a bigger deal. It. A little bit. They're scared. I mean, they are on the prowl. They're doing a more, they're more on the attack these days. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, you know, they're dealing with, you know, a socialist right. who might be showing up in their election. That's scary, I guess, to some people. Not to me. I'm fine with it. Right. But I think for them, they're like on the attack. I'm not somebody's racist grandma. He's not going to throw me in jail, you know? 
Because by yeah. the way, he's going to throw your racist grandparents in jail if yeah. he gets elected. It's I terrible. Guess it's going to happen. It's unfortunate, but it's just what we have to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what if I vote for anybody, it's going to be for Bernie Sanders, and it's under the understanding he's going to throw my racist parents in jail. Yeah, they're not going to no more no more video games, no more bad sweaters. They'll be yeah. in jail. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. It's unfortunate. It's sad. Yeah. Um. Why don't we take a call? Why don't, you ready why don't, to call? Why don't we fucking break the seal early this week? Okay. And uh, see what's going on. Bold maneuver. Did you get that thing I sent you? That number I sent you? Uh, No, I didn't. Open up your Facebook messenger. He might not be on yet, but, you know, just keep it in mind. Sure, I can do that. Well, I'm nervous. I got a little bit of nerves about, about taking what? these calls, man. No, I don't they're know. It just bothers. I guess, like you know, that's what they're supposed to do. Is they're like kind of trying to get to you, and then it gets to me, and then it's like, but I'm not supposed to be gotten to because I'm cool. There you go. You got to remind yourself of that. Yeah. Right, let's see. This is this well. Is- it's because I'm cooler than them. Like I'm cooler and smarter than they are. You yeah, know what I mean, well, that's and, why you don't really have to kind of acknowledge somebody that doesn't even introduce themselves. Yeah. It just comes up and screams yeah. a question at Here's you. Here's three things about me compared to them: cooler. Smarter, more popular, right? Yeah. So I think that equals better than, really. I'm better than them as a human, just as a person. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got to think of it. I got to go into it thinking like I'm a better person. I contribute more to the world. Sure. I'm 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 a wonderful man. Yeah. You tell yourself that in the mirror. I do. I do. Mm -hmm. I do. Let's see who this is uh, on. Who's on the line? I think this is a safe one. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Uh, hey, it's Grimy. What's up, Grimy? We talked to you. Can you turn the volume up a little on the calls, Jason? What's up, Grimy? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Peachy. Uh, what's going on tonight? Uh, I've got a uh, Christmas bonus. Yes. Christmas bonus story. Yes. We like those. What'd you get? Uh, okay, well, this isn't. this wasn't this year. This year I got like... Uh, uh, coupon for a ham or a turkey, uh, up to $20 good for at any grocery store, but every grocery store didn't know how to use it. So it was kind of, uh, so pain in the ass to go bring it in, but yeah, you can't do that, right? You can't do a fucking coupon. That's good for all of the store. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. It's like a manufacturer's coupon or something like that. Oh, it is. Um, yeah, I would just. Yeah, it, it, I don't know I, how it worked. Everybody I talked to said when they brought it in, the grocery store had to like put in like they couldn't figure out how to make it work, and they just ended up being like, I don't know, whatever, fuck it, take the thing, void it, <laughs> void it out, or, free turkey yeah. from hassle. It's like just hassle yeah. the cashier with this little slip it, here, and boom, you get it for free. It's like if I wrote on a piece of paper, uh, Brian can have any turkey in the store, just send me the bill, here's my information. <laughs> <laughs> and he tried to go pay with it. That would be awesome, though. Let's try that. It's a good scam. So what What okay. was, what's the, what's the one? That's a crappy bonus, I, though, I gotta tell you. Yeah. I used to work in this factory, and uh, they made, like, industrial toasters for fast food places like the ones that can toast like six seconds and or six buns in like five seconds okay Uh, and um one of the other things they made were these like big uh water filtration systems and so uh they brought everybody in uh gave everybody handwritten christmas cards and each christmas card had twenty dollars in it 
And this was including all the temps and everything, everybody. They gave them 20 bucks. And then uh, after they did that, they made us watch this video that was like an, a, a promo for their charity installing the water filtration systems in like uh, Africa and stuff. I'm pretty sure it was mostly Africa is where they put them in. And, um, and then you had to sign a piece of paper that uh, said that you got your bonus, your $20, and then next to where you signed it, there was a little line uh, asking for donations to their charity for the water filtration systems. Yeah. And, and next to the line, there was even a $20 just already typed in there that you could just circle and just give them your, their 20 bucks back. Ugh. How many yeah. people went for that option? A bunch did because the place was like mostly temps and like they all wanted to get hired on and you have to sign the thing and then you have to put what you donate next to your name. So, so they were like worried that the company was keeping track of like who was give was donating the, the 20 bucks back to, you know, they want to get hired on. Yeah, and so they went from like on their taxes having to claim like a bunch of bonuses they, they paid out to writing off a bunch of donations that they gave. Yeah, yeah, they hooked it up. They did well for themselves. I mean, it is weird though to give somebody like ca cash. I've never heard of a business giving people cash. That is right? hard to track. And I'm going to tell yeah. you right now, if I get that form, I'm keeping that cash. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck this. This is in my pocket. You know? Yeah, I didn't give them the 20 bucks back. Hell no. Fuck that. <laughs> Were you a temp? Yeah, I was a temp. Oh, I that, hate being a I temp. Was a That's temp a I was a temp, but I was a forklift driver, and it was for like 11 bucks an hour. God. It honestly man. sounds like um, it sounds like some, some sort of what would you do experiment. Like, we gave these people $20 <laughs> cash, and then we showed yeah, them a video nice about... Yes, that sounds like a setup to me. It's like, wait, you were just giving us the $20 to, to see what we would do with it, right? We're like lab rats right now. You're testing us on yeah. something. Well, I failed. I kept it. I love John yeah. Kenyon, yes, though. I would love it. He came he out. fucking rocks. I would love to get caught on it. What would you do either way, too? They're like like man, walking by a crime or doing something good, you know? Ma'am, what's your name? And you gave your $20 today? <laughs> why, why did you do that? Because I think this company is the greatest company so that I can get a full-time job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, wouldn't you do anything just to be on what would you do and it don't matter, you know? Like, would you rather be good? Because for me, you it's gotta, like either side of it, I'm fine. With. You got to sign off when you get caught being bad, though, don't you? Yeah, I would sign off. I don't care. You're like, like, I, 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 I let her. I let him steal the bike. I'm sorry. We'll ask Grimey this too, right? Like, so you're so let's say that's a good one. What would you do? You're walking, and you see somebody cut the lock off of a bike that's locked up, and they steal it. And first of all, and you let it go. And then John Kenyonyes comes outside and he's like, hey, man, you let that person steal a bike. Would you sign the form to be on TV? Yeah, I'd sign it. Me I'd just too. be like, I don't know. Maybe he lost his key. He had to go cut the lock off. <laughs> Me yeah. too. I would sign the not shit out bike. of it. I'd be like, not my bike, not my problem on TV. And they would like play me and then put like a circle with a line through my face on him. Be like, this guy's a piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what would you, would you sign it? Would I sign it? Oh, for sure I would. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it's. I think that. I mean, you just got to be like, well, I mean, I, that was my reaction. You caught me. <laughs> I, I really did not care about that. But even as someone that's had a bike stolen, I still was like, yeah, they'll figure it out. <laughs> Maybe it's insured. I don't fucking know. You know, that's fine with me. They, yeah, they, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We need to. Uh, what about guy falls off a ladder? Right? Do you remember guy falls off a ladder and I then another guy does a live stream, like taking pictures oh. of him and laughing, and then like people were coming up and be like, "Come on, man, that's not cool." You know what I mean? Yeah. And you just walk right by, like you're just like eyes facing forward. You just walk right by. Grimy, do you uh, sign the sheet? If wait, a guy falls off a ladder. And so what now? So okay, a guy is on a ladder in the mall. Right. This is an episode me and Brett watch. Guys on a ladder in a mall okay. falls off the ladder. A teen comes up with a camera and pretends to be live streaming them and saying it's like a funny fail video. And uh, people cut in and they're like, come on, this is not appropriate. You know, and then John Quinones is like, you're a good person for doing that. But let's say you do the you do it but you like decide to take a video of the teen doing the video or something like that you know what i mean where like you did something clearly wrong do you still sign a sheet because i sign the sheet no matter what i don't mind looking like a huge piece of shit on tv sure <laughs> yeah whatever like who's gonna like say anything to me you know and i just i'd sign it yeah sure yeah yeah that's how i feel too yeah yeah like you got you gotta you gotta back up your you know your actions and stuff. Yeah, live by the live by the bad boy, die by the bad boy. You're a bad boy, <laughs> and you know what? If you do a bad boy thing in public, you need to own up to being a bad boy and be on TV. I'm a bad boy. Yeah, it's a learning moment. Yeah, I'm a bad boy. Maybe you're gonna spend you're gonna spend the rest of your life going to public situations looking for something <laughs> out of sorts so that you can get back on there and get the green check mark get the big green check mark over your face. Yeah, that's what you should add. that's what I would do though. I'd be because then that's another thing I do. If they did catch me doing something good and they interviewed me afterwards, I'd be like, Oh yeah, I like I do good stuff. That like comes this all naturally. The time. It's just like a thing I do. I, I care about people so much. That- I don't really want to sign the sheet. Do I have to? <laughs> I don't want to brag about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't want people to see me, you know. I, I do this out of the love. It's a nice thing I do. <laughs> Left hand don't know what the right hand does. I had two guys ask me for a fucking bus pass today. Yeah. Like just do you have a bus pass on you? Yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's pop. That was popular in D.C. It was more common because you could buy a day pass and people would only use them for a couple stops and then the rest of the day not use them. Yeah, I would give it to them if I had. I didn't have one. I should have bought them a day pass. Right? Yeah, it's like four dollars. Yeah, I wasn't by the place or anything. Oh, I didn't have any cash on me. You know what I mean? I lived in Chicago for a while and I would get hit up for bus passes all the time. That's the first time it's ever happened. We're a growing city. We're yeah. That's the first time it's ever happened to me in Columbus. My favorite on the street interaction with some rando I had in Chicago is I was walking and I had like a uh, uh, mostly empty like soda from uh, Burger King, just like the big cup from the uh, fountain drink. And I was uh, I was about to round a corner and there was a cop car and I was literally like in my head thinking about how I was going to throw it on that empty cop car. And this, uh, uh, you know, person... W- living on the streets come up to came up to me and he's like 
boy, give me a sip of your goddamn soda. <laughs> I'd do that. And I was, like, totally taken aback. And I'm like, do you just want it? I was going to throw it on that cop car. And he's like, hell yeah, I want it. And I just get, like, you know, That's what, what are you going to do? do? You give it to him. Yeah. If anybody ever asked me for, like, a bite of my sandwich, I would give them the <laughs> Yeah, sandwich. that's true. That's like, true. I like, totally do because I like the guts. It you is. You know what I mean? It's I bold. like it. Can I have a bite of that hoagie? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, if you'll have it after <laughs> I've already bit it, I'll go get another. Yeah, I'll fucking eat it with you, man. We can eat it together <laughs> like we eating a tramp. Right. <laughs> Let's eat this hoagie together, my man. So I would bring it up. Well, Grimey, thanks for calling in. You're 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 a great caller. Please continue to call us. Thanks. I plan on it. Uh and then I'm just gonna shout out my uh my Twitter real quick before you hang up. It's uh J at J W Grimey. That's J W G R I M E Y. All right. Thanks, J W Grimey. You're great. Have a good night. Thanks. Have a good one. Yeah, so now I want to set this up. I want to call John Quinones to get you to have you on to be on. What would you do? Like that that man asked you for a bite of your sandwich and you ate it with him, Lady of the Tramp style. <laughs> yeah, and then I would be like, "That's just something." It's like, just I like just, you know, yeah, we have to. It's the way I live in this. I world. share. I'm a good man. I'm a sharer. The thing about what we can do that would fuck me up the worst of all things really is like. That. The the theft or like the things that happen because I am a very big mind your business guy and I would just mind my own business all day and all. I just saw a video today, right? On on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> and this guy is in this motherfucking deli and he's flipping out. I can't figure out why he's flipping out, but he's throwing shit, and he's screaming, and there's five guys punching each other, and they're there. It's just pandemonium in this deli and there is a guy sitting at a table looking at his phone and like eating his his sandwich he has headphones in too. yeah and i was just like that is me like that's the <laughs> major flaw with me is just like well i mean you know they'll figure it out right <laughs> like i would jump the only way i would ever jump into a fight is if it looked like somebody was going to get killed in the fight sure like that's the only fight i don't give a I will let two it guys was, fight all day and all night. It was just a big rugby scrum. I, know, I mean, it was just like holding holding arms and like shoving each other back and forth. One dude did kept one, one dude, dude was hammered tall him. and was like uh, had a long arm. He did get he in got, there and punch him in the back. He got and, the rabbit punches in, just and, like the la da 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 da. And, and the truth is, he deserved. A but few somebody else stopped him. Face. Somebody else stopped him too. Yeah. Well, he deserved it anyway. You know, yeah. if you're fucking acting like that in public. Yeah. You deserve to get a fucking little rap on the head, rap in the face. Yeah, like right here in the side of the face. Didn't break anything or anything. No, no. I just, I mean, do you, are you? You are a breakup fight. I have broken up some fights before. You just don't want to see somebody go to jail. I yeah, I, I don't think. want it to get to be too much, right. and it's usually over something stupid. Like if I saw somebody, if I saw somebody really do something, I would not get involved. But it, when it's just like running mouths and stuff or like oh, i let that go yeah i mean i guess they deserve it i I'll get I, I, watch if you're sitting there and you're like someone disrespected me and you're willing to fight somebody over some fake ass feeling of respect from yeah. like a stranger on the street i mean i guess maybe it is boxing time <laughs> i will sit and fucking watch two two dudes talk shit to me. i just think it's the funniest thing in the goddamn world when two guys get all mad and they're yelling yeah, at each other. Too, it happens so much violence here. it's just it's not violence it though. is it's to violence yelling at each other right it's violence and maybe sometimes they push each other i've seen i see it every day now pretty much on yeah. my walks you go downtown 
There is guaranteed to be two guys fucking yelling at each other. And I love it. And I stop and I watch them. And then sometimes they say, what the fuck are you looking at? And I'm like, oh, I was just checking out. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just turn my head and keep walking, you know? I love the yelling people now. At first, it took me a minute to, like, get situated to it. Because we didn't live in a very big city very recently. But my mom was telling me, you know, she just moved to the city, right? And she was standing at a crosswalk and this fucking woman was yelling at every single dude in a suit that walked by her calling her like, call him like, you know, you're a white motherfucker in a suit. I, I'll fuck you up. And you know, you're fucking me over and stuff. And then she looked right over at my mom and she was like, you're cool though. And my <laughs> mom was like, I love living in the city, man. It's great. It's like electric. That's you know, the streets are electric. Yeah. That's feelings. And I'm like, that's how I feel, man. Even when a guy just screams at me, I'm just like, all right, man, go. Yeah. I just, you're bumming everybody else out. I usually like to just kick people out the door, like get out of here, figure it out or like take it somewhere else. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, you know what, dude? To feel comfortable enough to stand in downtown Columbus on the corner of the most busy street and just scream and scream and scream at everybody yeah. is just like, all right, that's confidence in a way. And, sure. you know, if you're living, if that's the life you got to live, let me yell at everybody. Sure. You know, I'm fine with it. No, I can. I understand. Let's grab this next call. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not pro fighting in the middle of the delis. I don't like fighting. I'm telling you that I wouldn't break it up. I would just Got be it. like there to see it. Right. I don't want people fighting Could all the time. Spot? But if it's a fight like that, because look, in my life, I've seen. I have seen those two. Different kinds of fights, right? I have seen a fight where two, a couple fights where people really got fucked up. You know, like hospital visits after the fight. Yeah. But then there's this like other kind of fight where neither person's heart's really in it. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And no one just, has the will to kill. Yeah. And I'm like, let that go. You know, fuck it. You know, they're going to figure it out and move on. Aggressive shoving and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a punch, but Glancing it's like, blows. Yeah. It's like a bouncing punch off, that like slides <laughs> off. Bouncing you know? off the neck and shit. Yeah. Or like a guy that goes like this. Uh, I'll do this for the screen, but it's like a guy, there used to be this like guys in Groveport that would like put their arms up like this and they would like before the fight, they would go <laughs> and like pretend to a little like, shadow make box the noise and be like, see, I could have fucking hit you like three times with that. Right. Here's my speed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Awful. But Awful. they made the noise. I always loved the noise. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see who's on the phone. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, it's uh, Trevor. Trevor! Uh, hey, hey. It's Trevor Hagelbond from No Cartridge, where I am doing right. a mini-series about uh, accessible video games. Basically, it's like, it's called Gaming on the Clock, and it's about, like, the kind of game, it's, it's not about the indie games and stuff that, like, Trev usually... No. Talks about it's about the real big fucking games. Our first episode was about Mortal Kombat, which is my favorite yeah, game of all time. Much bigger than that. Yeah, no, is there not Madden? <laughs> Madden. Like, you know what? You know what I was thinking. Got to do Madden. Yeah, we haven't really. Yeah, we we have a bunch like kind of going around in the for like our upcoming episodes. We got a bunch of ideas, and, and Madden's one. I don't know if you've mentioned that before. That's a great one. Yeah, Madden is one, but I always I sort of feel like the people that were playing Madden have moved on to FIFA now. Doesn't FIFA seem like it's big out there? FIFA's huge, man. Yeah, FIFA's huge, and and like that's one of those things where. Oh, and hey, Brad, how's it going? <laughs> Good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Um, 
but I was gonna say FIFA. FIFA is one of those things. I figure. I feel like this is a street fight thing, where like um, kids get their parents' credit cards and spend like two grand uh, <laughs> trying to trying to like get cool uniforms for their uh, for their players. Um, you can buy like loot crates and uh, and microtransactions and stuff. And they'll just blow through a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, without their parents knowing. Fortnite did that. That's genius. Like that's like in our oh, day. Yeah. In our day, in, in, in mine and Brett's day, that was nine hundred numbers. Well, or I mean, even like baseball cards. Baseball card nine hundred numbers were really good though, because they would get like sixty bucks out of you. You know yeah, what I mean? I I never used one in my life. I never had the money to use one in my life. Me neither. I just used them. Well, that's why I don't <laughs> think it's. That's why I don't think Fortnite is the same. Oh really? I know. I consider it more like I want this skin pack at six dollars. The same way it's like I want a few pack of cards. It's six dollars. Yeah. You know. See, for us, it that's was, fair. It's not like it's not like hiding stuff from you. It's not like, oh, yeah, you, you pay one dollar a minute. We're going to keep you on the line for you know seven minutes. Yeah. By saying you're on hold or whatever. Me and Jason got in yeah. trouble. Me and Jason got in trouble when we were kids because we fucking called Freddy Krueger on a on a nine hundred oh, number. Yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely fucking saw Freddy Krueger. I like the ones where it was like they they set it up like it was some sort of like puzzle you could solve or whatever, or like a secret if you called it. Yeah. I would have asked like if I didn't think I would get completely murdered. Like my parents made it very clear if I called one of those, it would like nothing nothing would save me. What so was I, I chickened out. What was it with parents back then? Like my parents would never, ever, ever buy a a, a pay per view, like anything, not even a movie. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, they, no, they, absolutely not. They would like rent movies, right? Like they would go out and they would rent you the movie, but fucking order it on TV. They were like, "We are not doing that." You know why, dude? Would why? would would you ever watch a movie now that's going to get taken out of your bank account in a few weeks? I do it all the time. How? I watch movies all the time no, on TV. You, you pay for them when you rent them. Yeah. That's what they were doing. When you're renting on cable, it comes on your bill. Yeah. That means that like you you would be freaking out uh, because okay. there's a movie for six ninety five that or four movies that you rented for six ninety five and all of you a sudden a thirty six dollar charge is about to come through on your account a month later when your bill comes in. Like your cable bill is going to be $42 higher or whatever. Well, I'll tell you a little fucking story. I'll tell you and Trevor just a little fucking story. When I first moved out, when I first moved out of my parents' house and I got my own place, it was a, it was a garden, a two bedroom garden apartment with my buddy. Ooh, la, la. And uh, I ordered the most, all the cable channels when I moved in. Okay. And I ordered both the WCW and the WWF pay-per-view every month okay. on there. Okay. I had okay. I had that's, a, that's high roller stuff, man. I had cable for three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he turned it off, and then we tried to get it in my roommate's name, and they were like, no. no. <laughs> like, oh, we, know, we know what kind of people are on the other end of that. <laughs> they told him he had to get a lease without my name on it. <laughs> ah. Wow. You you tarnished the whole thing. I did. Everybody, wow. they're like they, they like in the records. They're like once lived with BQ. That's what it says. Like in their their <laughs> should, cable records. Should they allow me to order all that stuff though? You know what I'm saying? That's true. I mean they like, they on. they gave you a line of credit. I was 18. It was their it was their mistake. I was 18, and the first time I signed up for cable, I was like, why did my parents get all the movie channels? If you're paying I mean, they're great. $60 for a movie, shouldn't someone come to your fucking house and take the money? 
They I mean, there's a lot of extra money there. Well, for the move, so my cable bill there, which was uh, each pay per view was forty to fifty dollars. So that was a hundred extra dollars a month on my bill Jesus. just for the fucking pay per views. And That's then unbelievable cable with all That's of the channels. That's that WWE stuff. That like added up, dude. And yeah, inflation too. I mean, that was a couple hundred dollars. That you, yeah, they were the thirty five to fifty bucks back then. Yeah, and it was both. <laughs> there were two companies that ran every month. Yeah, so you're looking at like a hundred bucks probably from wrestling, just from wrestling for the month, and then you're looking at uh, cable with all the channels, which I think at the time was costing me $160 a month. So it was $260 a month for my wow. cable. And I remember the first time <laughs> I... Yeah, that was all the premiums. That's why you had to get a job at the okay. cable company. You're like, this shit's <laughs> too damn expensive. <laughs> and a huge cable habit. Yeah, huge cable habit. Well, it was premium. It, yes, I, I needed all the premium channels because when I was growing up, it fucking drove me crazy to see that something good was on Showtime and I had HBO. And I was like, why not just have them all? Yeah. You know? So you can watch all the good stuff. It makes sense. I mean, if you... I think the other... So good. I didn't go so, out very much, and I didn't, re- I didn't really have any money. Right? Yeah. Like, I oh, know yeah. my... I couldn't afford was- $260 a month for cable, even. But it was just like... I mean, fuck, they'll hook it up. I guess we'll just get it, you know? It's it's safer than leaving the house and doing stuff and, you know. You never know money. what you're spending when you leave the house. That's true. You get fucked up sometimes. Well, and I think, like, when when, pe- when our parents were still, like, when, when pay-per-view was coming out and all, like, or when it was in its, in its heyday, that was, like, the time when you could also get those, like, 11 CDs for a penny deal from uh, Sam Goody or whatever. Columbia House. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, like that was like that was like the era where you could just get completely screwed on like mail order scams. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah. like you say you want one thing and then you're paying, you know, seven hundred dollars for uh, CDs for like the rest of your life. Are we? Uh, no, I feel are, like every parent was just terrified of that. Are, are we li- better off with the internet? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. From yeah, media, yeah. from a media standpoint, absolutely. I, I mean, money so. wise, like what we're spending. With the internet compared to the mail order stuff. Because Trevor's right. Like, they would fucking lock you in. Actually, I got a funny story about Columbia House, too. Uh, (laughs) One of my best friends uh, was, like, 15. And he did Columbia House. And he fucking got all the free CDs, right? And um, they start coming at him for the money. You remember, it was Nick. They start coming after him. They start coming after him for the money, and somebody told him if you wrote disaffirm on the paper, then they wouldn't charge you. And mother- it shit worked. If you're a minor, you can disaffirm the bill. I don't know what it means, Whoa. but he was a minor, so they just they had to fucking back off. Uh, it they fucking couldn't do worked. anything. Yeah, it fucking worked. They kept the CDs, and they just like. Yeah, because they gave. Wow. I guess they gave a child. They were stupid enough to open an account for a child. There's that's their fault. Yeah, I just remember sitting on the front, uh, sitting out with our friends, and being like, "What else can we disaffirm?" <laughs> like, as yeah. soon as we found out about it, turns out not a lot. <laughs> that's no. why they. That's why they check your ID at so many places. You should be able to disaffirm college now. I. You know what? We could try it. You gotta agree to be, <laughs> when you're under eighteen, though. True. Why well, a buddy who went to college at fifteen? Maybe he can get a. I should ask him if he can disaffirm that. Doozy, do, give it a shot. Doogie Hauser was your buddy. 
<laughs> I feel so bad. Like basically, he's real life Doogie Hauser because he he went to college at fifteen. He was like, "This was a horrible decision. I really didn't like it at all." Yeah, like, I can't. I can't imagine. Like, I mean, first of all, you're sitting in the class with a bunch of eighteen year olds, and and the thing I've learned from my daughter is that like fifteen year olds think that anybody over 18 is just inherently boring, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but also you have to live there. Like, that's like, I don't know, man. That sounds horrible to me. Like, it's not like, because like when you're 15, you're thinking like, ah, oh, cool. Like, I mean, you're thinking everyone's boring, but then you're also thinking like, cool, I can get invited to all the parties and like drink beer or whatever. And I'm pretty sure like it actually was just like really awkward. Like no one wants to hang out with a 15-year-old. That's true. When they're 18. And if they do want to hang out with you when you're 15, they're fucking losers. You don't like, want to hang out with them. Yeah, the guy that got me high when I was fucking 11 was probably a fucking <laughs> humongous loser. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, you don't want to be that. So, I want, yeah, so, so yeah, no, I wanted to go in and, and, and let people know if they, if they don't. Like, uh, Brian and I are doing this series. It's, uh, it's, uh, unaccessible games. It's like, it's like basically like, I think I pitched it to you like working class games, but then we kind of worked out a, I think a better angle on it. And uh, first episode was great. Yeah, Mortal Kombat like, was fun. What were some of those games you liked, Brett? Did you, were you into, because I'll, I'll list some of the ones we had and see what your thoughts are. Uh, Mike Tight or Punch Out, the Punch Out series. Oh, yeah. Punch Out was one of them. Yep. Yeah, that was a huge game. One of the great games. Right? I, one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, whenever I download a Super Nintendo emulator, I go get that game real quick and play it for like an hour or so. Is it the only, is it, it's really the only one from the Nintendo, the NES, right? It's, it's Punch no, I Out. I don't the play only- the NES one. I play Super Nintendo. I play Super Punch Out. I was going to say, so you're, you're a Super Nintendo Punch Out. You're Super Punch Out guy. Yep, yep. I find that one hard. Yeah, I was an NES punch out guy. That's yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you don't like Mike Tyson's punch out? No, not for me. I don't I don't the NES graphics are just too bad for me. You cut your eyes on them fucking harsh corners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that yeah, those I mean I gotta say Super Nintendo Super Punch Out looks nice, even to even today. Yeah, I like the I do like the capabilities of Super Nintendo. That's the one I visit the most. Even more than like PlayStation or Dreamcast I had for a while because I was bootlegging games a lot, so I like that one. But it's a good one for bootlegging. Do you guys? Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you both this because you're both people that gamed in, in that time. Do you guys think the PlayStation One sucked? Like I, I kind of no. look at it now and it's like I, there's no, no, no games no. I would go back and play. No, man, it's like the bedrock of like so many franchises that are still huge right now. Really, and I it, get what you're saying. Like, it is kind of a thing where you have to have been there in some ways because it is a little bit like to go back. It is a little strange to go back to now if you've never played them when they came out. I mean, they've done a lot. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they've done a lot of remakes of games that, but not all of them. I don't know if I would necessarily go play a PS PS one game and say that it would be that enjoyable. I would probably be very surprising the way it looked. You know, I feel like the PlayStation one games are all ugly. Like they were just very ugly game. I tried to play them not too long ago. Yeah, and it but was just like this game is like. I mean, Crash Bandicoot's the only one I think I would still play. The aliasing on but it is why. But some of them were. But like front, there's Front Mission Three was like a really good game that I yeah. liked. Um, all of all of the Japanese RPGs I'm really into. Like still like uh, the whatever. The mana illusions of mana or whatever that one still looks pretty yeah. good. Um, I think Xenogear still looks good. That that one looks better than Final Fantasy looks. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven looks now. I feel like the Final Fantasies 
leaned in. Except Final Fantasy IX was a little different. The Final Fantasy leaned in hard on the polygons and that kind of. Yeah, your Twisted pro- Metal looked really bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're probably right. I mean, it is pretty janky, and they've done a remix of a lot of that stuff. I, I can't say that I, I'm like, could think of enough games to go back and do it. Like well, a Sega, I, I would buy a Sega Saturn over like a PlayStation One. See, that's what oh, I'm. That was so good. The Saturn is totally forgotten, right? Yeah, like, I, can't I mean, think there's of any classic games on the Sega Pan- Saturn. Panzer Dragoon is like a pretty good shoot 'em up. Uh, the ni- yeah, Nights into Dreams is fun. There was there was a, there was a virtual on game. I'm sorry, I keep I keep cutting you off. Virtual no, on had a good sorry. game too. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say there's some Kojima games on there too. Uh, he put out uh, I don't know, I forget what it's called, like Police Knots. That was the one he put out on there. Yeah, there's just like a bunch of like kind of cool, uh, uh, like you were saying, like Panzer Dragoon or or Knights was on there. Like there's just cool stuff that was really uh, kind of. I don't know, uh, uh, cult classics even at the time. Because, like, that was where the first, like, Marvel vs. Capcom came out on. Like, that was a that was a, a cool system for just, like, weird stuff that people weren't I liked, playing unless they... Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is, like, gameplay, too. Like, Radiant Silver Gun is, like, a shoot... There's lots yeah. of shoot-em-up games on there. There's also, I thought, on Saturn that... Uh, is it one of the like X Men vs Street Fighter is on there, and I think is better than PlayStation. Yeah, you know, that's probably what I'm thinking of. It's not Marvel vs Capcom. It's X it's X Men Street Fighter, or it's either that or or um, Marvel vs Street Fighter. Yeah, I forget. They put out they put out some weird ones before then when it wasn't quite like as big as Marvel vs Capcom, but like sort of they were getting to it. Yeah, I'm, that stuff is fun. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I I never heard anybody have good feelings about Sega CD or Sega Saturn. I did see, but I was also like, I would go and hang out at the video game store all day and it would be like some 39 year old guy that would be selling yeah. us all this stuff. He would be like, I just imported this game from Japan. It's fucking crazy. I can print out all of the English translation for you. And he would sell it to you for like $75 or something, you know, like that was the hustle. So for me, it was like the triple a games. I did like some of them, like the Madden and I did love fighting games from the arcade, but most of my console gaming at that point was just really weird out there. Shit. Just, really? you know, like pa Rapa the Rapa is probably, that's like one. that's, that's like a good one that I like from PlayStation. You know, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be like the top of my list to go back and play from PlayStation one. I mean, one of the games I that would, game was like one of the good on a demo. Dude. I never played <laughs> it. I never played that. But one of the games I would totally go back and play is Guitar Hero. I, I thought that game was fucking <laughs> yeah. awesome, man. I'm glad. I hate yeah. that they replaced it with a real guitar. Yeah, like, that bums me out. That Guitar Smith game. I'm not trying to learn to play guitar. I'm just trying to learn to play Guitar Hero. You know? Yeah. Um. I was lucky. One of the live shows I did, uh, the last one I did, was with uh, a guy who writes for Giant Bomb, Alex Navarro. Who's a really cool dude. And uh, he's also like a really good drummer. He just like he just joined a hardcore band in New York, and like he's just he's just very good at it. And he's the game he wanted to play for it was uh was um uh, uh rock band, and so we played rock band, and it is still so fun. <laughs> like, it, is. it is the best. It's weird that that it stuff rocks. went away. I I think the only reason those games went away is because they take up too much space in your fucking living room. You know, and I also we talked about this on the show me and you did together about Mortal Kombat. It's like gaming does not feel communal anymore at all to me. Right? No, not at all. I don't. You and don't. You don't count the online. Super interested about. Yeah, I guess, but like, 
it kind of feels communal online if you have like a crew. But you have to make your crew. It's not like you can go like in the past it was like you could go to an arcade and it was like, you know, whoever happened to be there, that was like, you know, you could do like next up or whatever and it, it would be like uh okay, like I'm getting to know these people just for like right now. I may never see them again, but this is like my crew for the moment. Sure. Yeah. Whereas like I feel like if I'm playing Fortnite, I need to have people I know or else Dude, it's not gonna it's not gonna work. I know you got a kid. You go to Dave and Buster's at all? I, I've been yeah, that is that is such a good feeling to go there like, but i mean but some of it like have you seen that dc justice fighting game no oh man it's in, it's injustice, or? injustice yeah it's one yeah, fucking yeah, button it's one button yeah. dude <laughs> it's just that's you have so to fun. you have to tap the button at the right time basically and it requires like no combos there's no light medium and strong punch none of that one fucking button <laughs> just slamming one button and like moving the joystick around i am so turned that's off incredible. by. i gotta try it yeah I, I am turned off by that though. yeah that makes him like what am i supposed to learn here yeah yeah but uh, yeah, but I mean, Guitar Hero is there too. They do have that as well. If you, you play get... with enough people, though, like I feel like that's the thing, right? Like you play with enough people, and it can be fun. That's I guess that's like one of the things that was something we talked about a lot in the uh, in the episode, where it's like, you know, like even if you didn't exactly know what you were doing in in Mortal Kombat, like figuring it out with a bunch of people or trying to one up a bunch of people, even if it was like the simplest or the dumbest thing, was fun. Like I can imagine getting really, really into injustice and being like, "Yeah, like I just wanna, I just wanna learn how to do this dumb thing you just did with Superman." <laughs> Dude, there, there's an arcade repair person in the chat that says the the injustice game makes them fucking mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I just feel like I said this on on the show we did. Mortal Kombat felt like a sport. It felt like fucking. Uh, it felt like you were breaking the game and it feels like if you take all of that stuff out of it it doesn't feel like you're doing anything Uh, again something i liked about mortal kombat is that it fell off the rails and a lot of other games did not like there were so many games that felt very on the rails where it was like you can only do this and there's no other way to do it When, when in mortal kombat like People were just fucking hacking those combo systems and and shit like that, where it was it was really fucking neat, you know. Well, the other thing too is like getting into those like combos at the end, like they were intense. You had to do it very fast. Yeah, it was not like they didn't let you take your time. They didn't let you read it off a piece of paper. You had to be able to hammer it out, damn, do 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 do, and get it out. And you'd pull off like you wouldn't do it. Like you would whoop someone's ass thoroughly pull and then it wouldn't fucking happen. And you'd have to beat another fucking person just to pull off. I remember that. Babality or something. Like now I don't get to do, I have to like, I have to go through this again (laughs) to get to the, to get to the fatality. Like, come on, man. Like, right. It's the big fit. It's the big uh, finish. I've been real bummed out with myself recently because I forgot all the fatalities. And like, so what I tried to do in my brain to like neutralize the guilt of forgetting all the fatalities is be like, ah, oh, the fatalities aren't that important anyway. It's not like it's during gameplay or anything like that. Fatalities you know? don't win matches. Yeah. <laughs> it don't matter. I'll just uppercut them. Really? I don't care. Do you really feel that way though, Brian? Are you? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I should know some fatalities. I feel like. 
uh, uh, part of fighting games, especially in public, is talking shit and doing fatalities and fucking looking the person next to you right in the face as like they pull the head off of their guy and be like, "I just did that to you, motherfucker." You know? Yeah. When I I used to work at the mall at the uh, All Star Cafe. And we would go in the tunnels. There's like when in the mall, there's like secret corridors where the trash goes and all that shit. They'll get you outside. Sure. So when I was under eight, I was probably, I think I was 16 at that job. Yeah, I was 16. And we would go into uh, GameWorks was the name of it. But it was a bar and an arcade. But we would sneak in the back through the trash door and just play Marvel vs. Capcom 2 like all night long. And it would just be standing there and someone would pull off a, in a fucking 128 hit combo <laughs> and the person would just feel embarrassed. I would know. just be and everybody would just be yelling and it was the it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do that again. I I uh, I think me and Brett have decided to try to do a Mortal Kombat tournament soon. You should You know what? There was someone oh, I got to send it to you guys cuz there was someone I was I mentioned this in my Discord that I was trying to get you into like I was like I think I might have convinced Brian to get a fight stick. And they were like, get Brian down to Combo Breaker, which is the one in, uh, apparently that is the Mortal Kombat tournament down in, like, by, right outside Chicago. And they were saying there was, like, a, a like, a, it was, like, two, oh, I'll to find it. It was, like, oh, yeah, here it is. It's um, Texas versus Florida. Basically, two crews, one crew from Texas and one crew versus from Florida just going head-to-head. A 10v10 match. Apparently, it was, like, absolutely spectacular. Texas. Pandemonium. Get, but, uh, I'll get say, in on that. Yeah, like wrestling except on the like just on the computer. I need a <laughs> well, and the outcomes aren't predetermined. I do want a fight stick now. I think I don't know how to break that to my wife. Hey, I'm gonna need a two hundred dollar <laughs> uh, video game controller because I want to be really man. good at a fighting game. <laughs> you need, y'all need you need a, a you need a storage case for it too. <laughs> I know. Maybe, maybe we'll. Sure, or else you're gonna hurt it. Maybe want to do that. Let's tell her on Saturday that I need one. Okay, it's my birthday. It'll just be like, hey, I need a fight stick, and then Brett can be like, no, he really needs a fight stick. It's important. It's like it's integral to the Street Fight Radio brand that Brian have a fight (laughs) stick. And then what I'll do is I'll get a Switch Pro controller too. And then I'll have people over to my house and I'll use the fight stick and give them the shitty Switch Pro controller and I'll whip their asses. It'll be great. Pull fatalities on them. (laughs) The other one is actually, this is another, we got to get calls in here, but we're doing, we're doing some reminiscing. Um, We I went to a friend's house to hang out and uh, their daughter busted out the dance now on Wii. And her and my daughter were dancing and doing the thing. And I was like, man, I remember the Dance Dance Revolution pads at home. And there was like people that modded them and put like their own foam inside of them to try to get it right. People who get like the, like the metal, like make it like super Yes. Yes. There were people that built, yeah, they took the sensors out of the mat and build their own fucking mats on message boards and like release the information on how to build your own. Uh, Shit never worked. But remember the Nintendo Power Pad? Yeah. That thing didn't work at all. Yeah, I mean, d- you know, you did you would spend a decent amount of money and it was still like sliding all over the ground on that fucking pad. Uh, only way anybody Probably worse than the arcade. The only way anybody used the power pad was pounding on it with their hands. I never saw it used the right way. Yeah, uh Dance Dance Revolution, I still love to play it. 
You love to oh, see it. It's one of my well, faves. So Trevor, uh, what is your? So I, I am going to be on yeah, no yeah. no cartridge biweekly talking about games and uh, yeah, tell. I'll put up some previews. I'll put up some previews on the main main feed. So if you check that out, that's wherever you get podcasts. No cartridge, but uh, the the podcast itself with Brian's going to be on the Patreon at uh, taking. I'm 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 liberating the. Uh, the street fight radio model and just using it for myself uh, <laughs> putting my series on patreon uh but it's uh patreon.com slash no cartridge pretty easy uh five bucks a month and that's everything pretty much but yeah that's uh if you're if you want to try before you buy check out the main feed i probably am gonna have a sample up tomorrow and then uh yeah no check it out we're gonna have like at least six episodes at this rate maybe more um and yeah no i, I feel like Every episode, this last one was like two hours long. We just had a great time. Yeah, so, I did. Uh, Brian I can like never stop talking. Good. I can never stop talking. That is true. <laughs> no, it was good though. It was all it was all good stuff though. It wasn't I wasn't ever at a point where I was like, Man, Brian, I don't know if we should be like just like talking about what the weather is or like, you know, like <laughs> I don't do what that. Pixar for this weekend. It's like Brian's Brian's trying to get the what my thoughts are on the spread for the for the uh, conference championship games in football. I almost I, I almost bet today. But I did. Would you have won? I didn't know who to bet for. That's why I didn't do it. But I might. I think I'm going to bet on the Super Bowl this year. All right. Really? I think I'm going to drop 50 on the Super Bowl. Whoa. You want to make it real? I do. Well, you know how I gamble. Yeah. You're going to be rubbing the, you're going to be rubbing the thigh off of your pants. Yeah. Your pockets are going to be hanging out of them. You can put holes in it. (laughs) Thank, thanks for calling, Trev. We we really appreciate yeah, no, it. Thanks for having me on. This is great. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Have a good night, All man. Right. I gotta say, I'm not gonna rub my hands on my pants. That's fifty bucks. I'm gonna bet it on the uh, person that's got the points, right? You're gonna go for I mean, the uh, overdog. What you're do gonna they call the overdog. Sure, you're gonna go go chalk. Yep, that's what they say. I'm gonna go chalk. Okay, and I'm gonna win fifty bucks. I love it. That's my plan. I love it. So we do, this is one. Will a, you bet with me? Yeah, I love to gamble. Let's all if bet you're gonna, on the Super Bowl. If we're going to watch it, um, I like let's, to win money. Let's watch the Super Bowl. Let's agree to watch and bet on the Super I don't watch sports anymore at all. It only, it's only good when there's money. Oh, I know. It sucks. Um, so this is, the chat is so good right now. There is a, um, there is, like I said, a game tech in the chat, Mr. ZZRF. Yeah. And they said that, um, so the Injustice game is like a fighting game, but the arcade game is just a port of the mobile game where you just tap your phone yeah. to fight people. I've noticed in that. that it's a super cheap game. It only costs like eight grand to buy it because it spits out collectible cards and they have to constantly buy these collectible cards to spit out to people. To play I, the game. So you're just like, you're walking in and you're spending money. You're moving a joystick around and beating on a button and getting shiny cards to collect. I've noticed that at a, like the Dave and Busters and in those arcades, they like they have basically just taken your phone and put it on a bigger screen. Yeah. A lot of the games. Absolutely. Like Ninja's in there. Candy Crush is in there. Flappy Bird is in there. Yeah. Crossy Road or whatever that one is. Yeah, it's weird because it's like uh, they could do so much there. And then they've just decided, like, Candy Crush, you know, we'll just put that there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, if they dropped a Mortal Kombat in one of those, people might fucking come there and play the Mortal Kombat. You yeah. Know? I don't know what the research says. It would be great, too, because I think 
It might be another moral outrage. If they got really bloody and gross and it was like inside of Dave and Buster's, it would be amazing to see people get their feathers ruffled again. They're like, they're ripping people's spines out. Yeah, I was actually talking about that on that show. But then I had this like thought yesterday, this like intrusive thought about like, I don't know why we're so surprised that the boomers are crazy. They like actually freaked out about Beavis and Butthead. That's true. And Mortal Kombat and fucking um, Marilyn Manson. Like they're the same fucking people That's true. that freaked about that stuff. Of course they're fucking nuts and they voted for Trump. We should have saw it coming when they first said they need to take Beavis and Butthead off the air. We should have been like, these are soft Uh-oh. people. Don't touch. Yeah. Incredibly soft people that complain too much. All right. But that stuff actually drew us all so much closer to those things. Uh, like that was what I said on, on a no cartridge episode is like parents were almost the best advertisements for edgy yeah, all shit. that stuff. Yeah. Because as soon as parents got mad, I was like, I need this. I want to be involved. with Yeah. This. That's disgusting. Yeah. Or you would hear just parents talking about it. Yeah. Have you heard, have you heard about this game? Have you heard about this show? You know, they would just say stuff and you would just be listening to the conversation. Like, what's the show? What's the game? You usually walk in. Hey, what, what are you talking about? I got to go buy it. Yeah. Cause that's why I told the story about how, like, uh, I, I was watching somehow the news was on when I was a kid and I'm watching it and it's right when as nasty as they want to be came out. And they're doing the news story about as nasty as they want to be. It might have been even MTV because I was watching MTV a lot as a kid. And like they do that news story. And the first thing I did, I had money because I got my allowance, is I went to the fucking record store and bought as nasty as they want to be like immediately. Like I needed to fucking hear yeah. it. And I took it home and listened to it. And I, it's not a good album, Brett. But it blew my fucking mind to hear a song called Fuck Shop. Sure. You know, it's like, welcome to the fuck shop. And you're like, okay. Like, I didn't know you could say fuck shop. In a on song. a record. <laughs> yeah. How did this get onto a record? It was a cassette. Or right, cassette, cassette, yeah. 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 It was wild. Yeah. Uh, so next call. Yeah. This is, uh, so they've called before. So this is a trustworthy caller. Our anonymous got scared off, I think. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Hey, what's up? This is you. Yo, what's up, skeleton? They always say, is this me? So I just said, this is it's you. you. Yeah. It was like one of those, like, I caught on quick, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're Hello. getting skelly welly. Hello. Or he's loading up his racial slur uh, engine. Yeah, his engine like, on his computer. His memory locked up. Yeah. Our skeleton, the skeleton's turned. Yeah, hey, it's yeah, you. It totally here. is. Hey, shit. Do you guys really have a Flappy Bird machine at your Dave and Buster's? That's a hustle you can do. Yeah, we do have Flappy Bird. What's the hustle? What, 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 That's what it sounds like when you're playing it. <laughs> um, so I'm a guy that used to go to fighting game tournaments, sort of, um, you know, I was a guy that was sitting on the bench if you're on an NBA team. But there are fighting game players that go to Flappy, like move to towns with Flappy Bird machines because it's a game you can beat. And you can spend like five dollars in coins if you get good enough and win an iPad and flip it for like two hundred dollars on the street. What? Well, um, I they do have at Dave and Buster's. They have Nintendo Switches. They do have them in the major game consoles. You can also get food. It's pretty cheap to get food. Like I've won. If you can get tickets from a Flappy Bird game, you should learn how to play that game well enough and I'll make like a thousand dollars before they sell it. I'll yeah, check it, look up. it up. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. 
Yeah. That is a Brett I go Pat- all the time. Yeah. That is the most you're the you just made the most Brett Payne phone call ever to a, a radio show like that because Brett is now going to fucking sit on the internet and be you, like, how you beat that flappy? Bird? You know what I did though? <laughs> I went um I went to Dave and Buster's with uh, Drew Toothpaste and Natalie D from Garbage Brain University podcast, and Drew showed me how to beat that game where you shoot the red balls into the buckets. Like he has the timing oh, no down kidding. perfectly. It was amazing. He shot all fifty balls into the bucket, and I thought that was the most impossible game in that place. But he has it down. It was so awesome. I was really impressed. Did you get tickets? Yeah, yeah. He got the jackpot. It was like a thousand tickets or something. How many tickets? You got to get it so you can make money getting the iPad. How yeah, much I'm, is the iPad? How many tickets is the iPad? I don't know. I've never done this hustle. I just know about people that have done it. So. I'm looking. It I don't up. know if there's an. I don't know if there's an iPad. There is definitely a Nintendo Switch. Okay, I'm gonna look it up while you guys talk here. Um, so what? I mean, so Flappy Bird is the game, though. It's not like Fruit Ninja. You can't because I'm good at Fruit Ninja. I fuck a Fruit Ninja up, dude. But it's just not. Yeah, it's tickets. just like the one game that they have to like. People like move from town to town. I'm surprised there aren't people playing Flappy Bird at your town like constantly. Sure. To make money off of it, yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know. I'll have to um, put the word out. So I'll have, to, I'll have to look for some some of the cryptic signs outside the Dave and Buster's to let him know who's hit it up. Who's hit right, up the Flappy Bird? Right. So a Switch, <laughs> a Nintendo Switch is one hundred thousand tickets. Okay, I probably average. I mean, I I don't know. That's still, I don't know. I average probably like six to eight thousand tickets a visit. Yeah, iPads are yeah. one hundred and thirty grand. Ooh, yeah, that's a lot. How many yeah. do you get? Six to eight thousand. Ooh. Okay, that's per sad. visit. Okay. You go a lot though. I do go a you lot. You are Dave and Buster's reg. Yeah, my kid really so- soaks it all up. I spend most of my stuff, I spend most of my tickets on squishmallow stuffed animals or these little there's these little burrito pets. And actually, she did the brattiest thing in the world. She bought this blind bag burrito pet and she got a turtle. And she cried as soon as she saw it. And we were like, what's the problem? She said, it looks creepy. Fucking absolutely rules. Your kid is at that phase. I'm not like, I'm not saying anything out of school. His kid is at the phase where she throws tantrums for every single thing. And it's funny every it's not, single time. Yeah, I mean, it's not every single thing. Well, but it's just some of the things. Some of it is just like, damn. Yeah, it really just pops off. And like, you're, you're like, not a human yet. Yeah. You haven't figured out how to exist in a society yet. Yeah. Like, when she got mad because we were talking about her. Oh, yeah. And then she stupid. cried and said, stop talking about me. I was like, she just doesn't even know how to. And then Brett's like, don't do anything newsworthy. <laughs> I did say that. I get mad when people talk about me, right? It's yeah. normal. Yeah. I mean, you don't yell at them, though, and say, stop talking about me. Well, you can. She could have also advocated for herself. You got to jump in there and say, hey, hey, you can't talk shit about me right in front of my face. I'm looking it and up. I wasn't even talking shit. I was literally just relaying that something happened there earlier in the day to Brian, and she got offended by it. Yeah. L- listen to this. I, I just found our Dave and Buster's. I think you just opened a fucking portal in my brain that is going to send me to Dave and Buster's. Now, I've always resisted because I know I'm going to spend $7,000 there. But now I'm reading these threads, and I'm like, okay, okay. I'll tell you, the Dave and Buster's game is you have to download the app Every Wednesday is Half Price Wednesday, but every Thursday through Tuesday, they released a 20 for $20 on the app. 
So on not a Wednesday, you pay $20, you get $40 worth of credit, but then you go on a Wednesday and it spends like $80 worth of credit. So you got $83. And imagine if you took home eight Nintendo Switches with those $80. (laughs) No, I wish I could. I mean, I just think like. I just think like you need so but like a hundred grand is like an amount of tickets that I think is impossible. But let me to tell get. you this: the avocado toast, the Mexican street corn avocado toast, seven hundred and fifty tickets. The yeah. the pizza dip is like seven fifty. The chocolate cake is five hundred. Like you can get. We've had me and my daughter have had whole meals off of tickets. Okay. <laughs> there's even there's a good podcast about a guy that scammed it so that everybody could get calamari for free. There was a whole podcast. Oh, man. I got to find it now. Why? Um, he basically, can't... he threw a party. He invited all of his friends in the room, and he had a bunch of people, his, like, best players go and get the most tickets that they could. And he just had people kept racking up orders of, like, free appetizers and desserts and shit that they could get from tickets. And he just was out there, like, winning all of this stuff for him and throwing a gigantic party. You know, it's a very good, it was a very good listen. I'm going to get the name for it. You know, this caller and you just really brought me to a uh just really brought something to my attention because like it seems like there are dave and busters people that are like those amusement park people that are just like obsessed and they go all the time i'm now seeing an article called confessions of a dave and busters advanced player and I'm just like, they should give you special game cards and shit, too, if you get to that point. Okay, it's know? a really good podcast. The name of it is Yeah, But Still. And the title of the episode is The Calamari Algorithm. And that's what it says. It's the equation developed by Jack in order to potentially fund a large calamari-based party at Dave & Buster's called the Calamari Mixer. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, yeah, it's all about, you know... Because there are not a lot of adults that play the games, I realized, no. or they aren't trying hard enough. They don't care. Yeah, they because just walk I away get, from I'm it. a clean sweep. I felt bad. I like I was just trying games out and getting jackpots on them. Well, I used- and my daughter is the luckiest fucking kid in the world. It blows my mind because I was like, "Hey, spin the big wheel. You're pretty lucky." And she did. She spins it, and it goes all the way around. And uh, there's a one thousand there's a one thousand ticket line that's really thin, and it's surrounded by these huge four areas, and it stops right on the four. But the the machine wasn't cal- calibrated correctly, so it actually just counted off a thousand fucking tickets and gave her a bonus spin. Jesus, I'm I'm reading <laughs> She's this. really good, Brett. I'm reading this. And I gotta tell you, dude, you're an advanced player, and you here's think so? why. Yeah, what was your greatest one day ticket haul? This is tough since I mostly measure my success based on my efficiency during the time spent. Much like a professional poker player, I look at my time at DMB like one long, never-ending trip, not as a series of daily appearances. That being said, my biggest days are half-price Wednesdays. I'll hit the DB on my lunch break and churning out about twelve to 15000 an hour is a great haul. Okay. Uh, I generally make a second trip after work and add another ten to 12000 to the daily haul. So you're almost there, dude. And you're so, very close. And actually what I do, and I did this with my wife this year, is um, so for Christmas time to get gifts, we just go, I just go and play. Because when I take my daughter, she distracts me and I'm helping, I'm not getting the best. So last year I was like, I really wanna go to Dave and Buster's and be able to focus on just getting the most tickets. So this year me and my wife went and we got her like a cat lamp and we got her like a slime play set and we got her all these fucking gifts off of, you know, $20 of fucking credit. It was awesome. Yeah, this is crazy. 
Thank you for bringing this to the show. I'm very interested in this. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing some research tonight. It's a kind of gambling, right? Like it's any other kind of gambling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it feels I don't like casinos. Real money's are a real fucking bummer. Yeah, they are. Bummer. You know, and I like always. I I leave casinos feeling guilty. I think I would leave that's, Dave and Buster's just being like, "Oh, I just blew forty bucks, whatever." Yeah, that's true. I think I think also the thing is nice is that you can't actually be good at the games, and you do get rewarded for it. Where it's like, if you're good at blackjack, you're just going to win forty nine point five percent of the time, which means they're always going to win a majority of the time. Yeah. You know, like you don't ever get to win, actually get the edge. You don't actually get to be proficient at the game. Like, you know, the zombie snatcher game, I have it down where I can call, I can Babe Ruth the puck and like just clip $500 and he, or 500. I keep saying dollars. I call it dollars because it makes me feel more. I important. wish it was dollars, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be real dollars. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. When I'm president, all Dave and Buster's tickets will be real dollars. Real dollars. Yep. The the, here's a Wired article titled The Ticket Kings Who Make $50 an Hour Playing Arcade Games. I mean, you could eBay that stuff. A lot of it is there's collectibles. They have Funko Pops. They have blind bags. I got um, fucking Gude Tama collectibles from there. You know, like that's. That is true. I mean, I'm just, I, I can't fucking They have video it. games, switches, all of it. It's a weird thing. This is crazy. Well, thanks for calling in. You, you just really hipped me to something. Oh, shit. I hung up on him. Well, he hit me to something, and that's very Sorry. nice. You can call back. I'll answer it first. That was awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I had no idea that there were... I, I You know what I always think about? Uh, and I said it in the call. Those people that are super into theme parks that like go to all of them all year, and I like always considered them total fucking weirdos. And then like to find out that there's like Dave and Buster's versions of that... That's a, like a total, total fucking weirdo. Yeah. You know, that's as weird as you get. I think that's as probably as weird as you can get as an adult. Well, I mean, I guess if you had the extra time, it would be hard for me to resist the urge to go there all the time. Do you think it's like if I work nearby one and I didn't have a child, it would be very hard for me not to take like an afternoon and just go get a bunch of shit and like resell it on eBay or something. Right. I'm thinking that you could probably have made that. I mean, that is something if you did if you didn't have Charlotte and I didn't have Gwen, like we could probably make as much as we make doing street fighting. No, that. no, I don't think it's that much. <laughs> I don't think it's that big of an exploit. Fifty dollars an hour. Dude. You got to pay to play though. Like you are paying money. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think the food is the best option to me. Like mm. being able to win like a huge plate of street corn is uh, no. like a fucking way better than like a stuffy. You will never talk the Queen Bee family into eating at Dave and Bob. I might do it. Pepperoni I'm, I'm pizza. A they got impossible burgers. Right. I'm a sicko, but my family, my daughter, like a couple weeks ago, I bought a steak because they were getting fish. Right. And my daughter was like, ew, you're buying steak from Kroger, which is like, come Damn, on dog. Yeah. I'm not buying it from like fucking big lots or something. Yeah. Who it's are you? Kroger, you do, you do better. You buy me a better steak. Yeah, that's the damn store. What do you want me to do? Go to a fucking walk into somebody's like steak, aging system and and buy a steak i'm broke man but yeah it's it's just like my family has gotten really i was talking about this the other day and my wife hears these shows so she's gonna get mad at me but i i i happen to notice that uh when i was listening to a lot of man cow my wife like had almost no problem with it 
right? Okay. It was just happening in my ears. It might have happened when I was in the shower. It wasn't something that she was like confronted with. But I, I, I feel I don't feel comfortable listening to talk radio with anybody. Like I, I'll I podcasts are for your ears. You know, I might play it out loud if I'm doing dishes or yeah. something. But like if somebody comes in a room, I'm just going to turn it off. Yeah, pause it. Right. But now I'm doing a mini series on Kid Rock, and I'm playing Kid Rock a lot because like I fucking have to listen to the albums to see the differences between the albums and shit like that. And, and like I, like Devil Without a Cause is good, right? Like it's not a bad album. My wife fucking hates it. And something that I've been trying to figure out is, and I think this is the case. This is what I figured out. She hates Kid Rock more because she has a connection to Kid Rock. She was a Kid Rock fan when we first started dating and Kid Rock was big. Never a man cow fan. Right. So it's like man cow. Oh, you're just listening to that to make fun of it. You know what I mean? You're just making fun of that. But with Kid Rock, she's just like. She doesn't want to be reminded that she rocked right. out to Kid Rock. She's like mad about it. She went to fucking Kid Rock concerts, dude. Right. Like paid to get in to see them and was excited about it. And I'm like, just you're allowed to like stuff. You know, you're allowed to like things. You don't have to hide from this stuff. I, I, but you don't have to say it's good. No, you don't. But you should. Like, do you think, like, I, I guess, like, I have to do it now because of the POD cast and, and the deep dives and shit. Like, I've made it part of my job to, like, kind of listen to stuff that I was a fan of back in the day. You know, I've made that part of my job. But, like, when I listen to this stuff, I don't feel like a sense of shame for having enjoyed it. Like I, I'm not ashamed of it and it doesn't make me mad and I don't hate it. And it generally fills me with like nostalgia. I feel like, Oh yeah, I remember where I was. Like I told the story of when we saw kid rock at Mecca and there was like 20 people there. And it was like, just this like amazing experience. And it was just like, uh, I'm not ashamed of any of that. And it doesn't make me hate it. Like, it's it doesn't make me angry that I ever liked it. Now I'm like trying to figure out, because this happens to a lot of people. They get older or they, they, they maybe change their taste or whatever. And I do the same thing. But that like, this shame comes where you feel like you have to like, you can't like reconnect with it. You know what I mean? It, I don't know. It's just a half-baked thing, but it's just interesting to me that like I was listening to Kid Rock while I was getting ready and I was listening to Devil Without a Cause because that's the next episode I'm doing. And my wife was like, oh, this sucks. This is fucking stupid. And it's like, you loved this. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess it's different though. I don't, I don't know if that is good. I don't know. He's a huge asshole. So I can I don't understand. know if the music though, like is just sounds like nothing that I like now or that she likes now. There's, it just sounds like stupid music now. But what do you think about stuff that you liked? Let's, uh, what's the band? I'm trying to think of the band that I wanted to take you to see rancid maybe. <laughs> sure. No, it's not. Rancid. I like rancid. I love one. them. I, it was one we were, I wanted to take you to see that big concert. No effects. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. It's one of those bands you love. How do you, how do you feel about those bands? Thursday is a great example. You like when we went and saw Thursday last year, you were like in ecstasy. You were like, oh, yeah, this was a time in my life and I love this and it's really fun. How do you but Thursday is like a whole different case. Yeah, I think case. Thursday's so good. Yeah, they're a whole different case. I, I, I don't mean to say. But what do you think about like Rancid or No Effects or some of the, the I like old that punk stuff. you like? See what I'm saying? 
Yeah, it, I guess like, it's a like you don't turn your back on it, and you don't get angry when you hear. If I played No I Effects turned, right now, you'd be like, dude, that it's tight that you're playing that song. I have turned my. I don't know what I've turned my back on. I guess I don't know what I've. I have. I do feel like there's stuff that I'm just like, no, I, do, I, I don't do that anymore. Mumford and Son. Yeah, that's a band that I loved when they came out, and I turned my back on it, but. If you put that fucking album on right now, <laughs> right. I'd be going what he, off what the he little talks lion about, man. Or how his, his like father was fighting for the land that they were farming Yeah, and shit. yeah. I'd the go bankers. Fucking, I'd go fucking bonkers for it. Yeah. Still, just the, just that one album. You know what I mean? Or like Avet Brothers, the 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 I Am Love and You album. Sure. I would never admit that I like the Avet Brothers now, but... If I heard that album, I'd be yeah. like, in January, <laughs> we're getting married, right. and I'd be just going off to it. For sure. Know? I would never go back and say, in retrospect, I now hate this, and I want nothing to do with it ever again in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, you do. I mean, I kind of have the same feeling as Katie, though, which yeah. is like, why would you give any attention to this piece of shit? Well, I, yeah, and I agree with you. I, I do think, like, I do... Kid Rock to me, like with Katie and with probably a lot of people that are going to listen to the series is like an enormous piece of shit. I, I, I can give like a short little preview of what me and Chris Wade talked about on the episode about the first three albums. And we just talked about how like that guy had a real opportunity to make something very neat, you know, like something that like sort of bridges the gap between like trailer parks southern trailer parks and like northern like uh urban communities and shit like that like he was really doing something very interesting and then apparently i mean our guess was that he was on fox news and he sort of felt like well people mm -hmm. responded very well to me being on fox news i'm gonna move in that yeah, direction. It's what people like yeah and it killed his legacy i think it killed him you know, I, he's still very famous, but I think like in the future now we're going to look at him and like sort of the way like when when I was a kid or when I was 18, 19, 20, Eminem was considered like the greatest that ever did it. And now people are kind of like Eminem kind of corny. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we can take another call. True. I, I'm sorry I did that. It's fine. It's no problem. We enjoy it. I'm sure it's going to be great. I mean, people are going to love it. I have to no, trust. it's good. It's actually a good show. I'm really excited about people hearing it. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, this is Tice. I called in like probably a few years ago, actually. I've been listening to this show constantly, but I just haven't called in for a while. Well, what's How's up? How's it going? Uh, not bad. How are you? Um, I mean, it's been a wild 2020 for me so far and for, I guess, the whole world, but um, I'm doing pretty good, I guess. All right. Well, what's going on tonight, Tice? Ooh, well, I have a, uh, I, let's call it a police story. Okay. Um, I don't like yeah. that, but I like stories. So I'm going to yeah. let you well, I don't like this story either, okay. but uh, okay. I had to deal with it. <laughs> okay, what's up? So on, so on uh, I think it was last Tuesday, I, well, so I live in Idaho, and I live very close to the Washington border. I'm not going to say exactly where I live, obviously, but... Uh, I think I know um, what's going on here. Can I guess? Yeah. Do you mind if I guess? Uh, yeah, go for it. I don't want to blow your story, but you went over to Washington and bought weed and brought it back to Idaho, didn't you? Well, yeah. yeah but I do that <laughs> I would too, dude. Somebody, I was telling, uh, I think it was Jason, our, our producer. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to drive up to Michigan and get some weed. And he was like, they're going to be looking for people at the border. And I was like, they ain't going to be looking for me. 
You know, yeah, <laughs> I'm just not the kind of guy they profile. But what happened now? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Uh, so it nothing happened on Tuesday. Like, well, so I live so close to the Washington border, and there's a a, a dispo very close that's less than a mile from the Idaho border. Oh, that's a dangerous. So one. I can just bike there. Um, oh, nice! Bikes yeah. is the best they way to do drugs. Bike, dude. I yeah. love all of my hard drugs. I pick up on a bike or do like a lift or like a rent a car, like Smart. a car to go. Smart. Because <laughs> even like in those car to go situations or a zip car, the police like pretty much know that you're they they just treat you like you're a special person, like you have extra rights yeah. on the road. Yeah. Um. But so you know, I bought like you know hundred milligrams of edibles. Um like uh, a dab pen or bought a one gram cart and uh, I bought a one gram joint as well. And then I just went home, you know, did my thing. The next day I wake up at like noon, which is the best time to wake up. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to smoke that joint. Um, so I smoke the joint in my apartment, which I never do. I usually just use my dab pen or have edibles. But uh, this time... I decided to smoke a joint in my apartment, which turns out not a good idea. Um, so then, uh, like, you know, three or four hours later, I'm like preparing to go head out and go buy some shit, um, you know, go buy some tortillas and stuff. And um, then I get a knock on the door. I'm like, I'm not answering that. And then I get an aggressive knock on the door. This isn't the police. So, um, uh, by the way, this, the police come later. Um, and then I hear like a fucking key or a lock pick, not quite sure which, um, go in my, uh, in the keyhole in my door. And then they start for the next five to 10 minutes, um, probably around eight minutes, um, like seemingly trying to pick my door and okay. break in Eesh. because it's like, it's Christmas break here in a college town. So okay. it's the perfect time to steal shit. Um, and I'm like, okay, fuck. Uh, what do I do? And because I'm still, you know, slightly high, my brain just breaks. You know, I fucking hate cops, but I'm like, uh, I'm worried about my safety right now. And so I'm like, dial 911. I go to, into the bathroom and dial 911. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. I smoked a joint earlier. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> Maybe not. And they had already answered, but then I hung up and I'm like, fuck, I need to take control of this situation because they're probably going to come because they have like my address, you know, from where I called. Um, I'm like, okay, I need to take control of this situation. And th this person just keeps like, you know, aggressively like pulling my doorknob and like fuck. seemingly trying to pick it or whatever. I'm like, fuck. And you know, I'm a little, maybe slightly paranoid and I'm kind of freaking out. I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, I guess I'll call again. And so I call again, and, you know, they ask for a description, so I carefully, like, went and looked through my peephole, and uh, it looked like they even had a mask on. Um, I'm like, fuck. I'm terrified for you right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then uh, they're like, okay, we have police in the area. Uh, they'll come down and go check out the area, and then... Um, You'll just have to talk to them. And, you know, so then I hang up uh, and then I go, you know, as quick as I can, crack the, uh, you know, throw the windows open to air it out in, in here. 
and um, and then uh, you know I then I look out like one of my windows and I see them talking to somebody who didn't really look like the person I saw. They didn't really fit the description I saw, um, and they were just like, "Hey, can we see ID?" Uh, and then it seemed like they didn't really, they talked to them for a minute at most. Um, and then they aggressively knock on my door. I'm like, Ugh, because you know, I'm already like shook. Yeah. <laughs> so then I answer it and they're like, Hey, can we come in? My first mistake, I say yes. Oh, even shit. though I know not to do that. Yeah. I always <laughs> say no, like extremely aggressively jason just looked at me he's like me too like if the police ask if they can come in i treat them like a vampire you say no and you close the door behind you yeah yeah i mean yeah if well, you even want to be like we can just sit here and talk you can talk to me all day and all night from right here but you ain't coming in here you know what i mean is the is the move yeah, but my brain was like frazzled so right. i just i was treating them like people instead of vampires yeah you know <laughs> first mistake did what? you now, yep. man i don't you did you say anything when the person was trying to get into your door did you make a noise or say like get the fuck out of here uh no because my brain was just in yeah. like panic mode I would that will make most people do not want to do a crime with a witness yeah. there and if you just let yeah, them know sure. that you're inside of there they will move on to your neighbor's place i i, I can tell you yeah let me tell you to this, this just quick. say get the fuck out of here yeah hey get the fuck out of here but I, I do also understand panicking like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like doing something that you wouldn't normally do. Well, I mean, the police, yeah. all they do is just like, you know, write a story about how you died. I mean, you have to like do something true. in this situation to take care of yourself. I mean, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. But so they came in your house. Yeah. And then they're like, so what was the description? Do you, did you see the person? And I gave the description and I said they had like, like the mask that I thought I saw uh, looked kind of like, you know, those dumbass workout masks that people wear. It was oh, kind of that shape. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was one of those, but uh, it was like a black thing. It kind of looked like a bandana, but pulled up in a weird way. Okay. Uh, um, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and they were just like, you know, I told them that shit. And I was like, dude, it was like five to 10 minutes, like probably eight ish. And, uh, they're like, well, we talked to them out there and, uh, well, there was no, there was no mask. I'm like, mm -hmm, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, they were, and then they went on to explain, oh, it seems it was just a misunderstanding that, that they were at the wrong apartment oh, for five God. minutes. And I'm like, mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> and they're like, so, you know, th here's the thing. So, you know, sometimes with marijuana, and I just try as little to react as possible, uh, you know, people get paranoid sometimes. Is that what happened to you? And I'm like, no. And they're like, Smart. we can smell it. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, it keeps escalating. And they're like, uh, like, you know, basically hinting that they're going to search oh. and fuck <laughs> so uh oh, they're like there's they're like so here's the deal we can uh we'll leave and uh then you have to throw that shit away oh okay and, yeah, i'll do that <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah i was like uh hmm <laughs> and uh but then they were like 
you know, it smells like green weed in here. How much do you have? And they kept trying to figure out, like, because I think in Idaho it's three grams, is a, over three grams, is a, three or over is a felony, which I definitely didn't have that much. But they kept, uh, like, you know, and then they were basically, like, coming back to the point where they were going to search again. And they were like, okay, just grab your shit and we'll go throw it out. Um, oh, no. And... So I went and grabbed the edibles. I had had two, so it was like 80 milligrams by that point. And then grabbed my my uh, um, cart. We walked out to the dumpster and uh, threw it away. They said with the edibles, break them up so that you're less tempted to dig them out of the trash. Oh, Jesus. Which, yeah. <laughs> which, oh, yeah, I was tempted. So... <laughs> I would have went and got that uh, shit out of the trash, probably. If if yeah. I if I had done all the steps you took, I would definitely go back out and get out of the trash. But now I even am looking at it because I am also a very paranoid guy. I would have been like, they're yeah. probably staking out that dumpster. You know what I mean? And yeah. not do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can see the dumpster from my apartment complex right outside my window. So I kept peeking every few hours to see if there was anybody out there. Um, and I was about to head out, but then like, I was like, okay, we'll wait a few hours until it's like, you know, pretty late at night. Um, and then it snowed like quite a bit. So it was bright as hell out there because the snow was so reflective. So I'm like, okay, I might have to wait until the morning. Uh, and then the trash came in the morning. Uh, <laughs> so that's long gone. Hey, yeah. you know, you, you learned a lesson, right? That like only trouble comes when the police come here. Yeah, you know, all you made all the wrong moves. But so, but yeah. I I will I yeah. Well, I mean, I've done that a bunch of times. I mean, I've sure done it happens. It's where a I learning. Made all the wrong moves. Absolutely, I have you know? too. I did. I've done it as well. It is. I mean, I, I I'm not even. I, I'm not. I wouldn't even make fun of you. I just am like I am. You're now making me think of other times where I got paranoid and made all the wrong fucking moves. You know, Brett. <laughs> Brett, I'll tell you. Brett will probably tell you this, but when you got busted with a weed charge, you made a huge wrong move. Didn't I did. You? Yeah, I did. Yeah. No, I told the guy I had weed. Yeah. I thought I could get away with it. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all do stuff. Well. We all. I mean, here's here's. You want to hear how I hand? I'll 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 tell you something real quick. Uh. So about a year or about three or four years ago, me and my neighbor were at war. And in retrospect, that was probably my fault more than his fault. Although he was a dick, right? He was an asshole. He came to my house on Christmas and asked me to tell my kids to be quiet while they're playing. And it's like, (sighs) motherfucker, it is Christmas. It was midday. Yeah. But anyway, I hated this guy. And uh, I was baking firecrackers which are weed edibles and and it like made the house smell like weed because i didn't cover the weed enough with the peanut butter because it shouldn't smell like weed but sometimes it does he called the fucking police on me and the cops came and they walked around my so i'm out there walking around my house and i was like what the fuck is going on here so i opened the door and they come around to the door and they're like hey uh your neighbor called and said you were smoking weed in your house and i was like no i'm not and he was like uh well do you have any weed in your house and i was like no well no he said do you have any weed in my house and i sort of like pushed it off like didn't answer it 
concretely yeah. or anything. And he was like, uh, can we come in and look around? And I was like, I'll tell you what, you can come in here and look around if you go get a warrant. And by the time you get a warrant, I will have flushed whatever I have down the toilet. And it's not enough for you to do anything to Because I was like, I have like an eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, there's, there's just not enough here for you to do anything. So you might as well just leave. And they fucking left. They just fucking left. But the police force in my neighborhood is one of those ones that's like there to sort of uh, protect the the neighborhood property you know what i mean yeah. like they don't pull people over yeah. that live there they don't really fuck with you if you live there if you're an outsider that's when they come and get you sure. but yeah i told them yeah. like there's no reason for you to come in this house because there's not enough weed for you to do anything and they just fucking left but your cop sounded much worse than mine <laughs> yeah oh and it was oh go ahead i just can't believe like this is what the police are actually right you call them they say they're standing between you and things in the outside world that can hurt you so you think something might hurt you you call them and then they start fucking accusing you of shit yeah that sucks yeah well yeah well and they didn't like third like you know they uh, they barely cared about asking what actually transpired they were like immediately trying to say that it was just paranoid and it's like yeah Motherfucker, like, come on. Actually, it was also interesting because, like, you know, uh, the Sar the Sarge was the one standing the part at this board, and uh, then like somebody said, like, oh, the prosec uh, prosecutor's uh, going to come up, and, uh, and this was before they set started insinuating that I had weed, which was true, but whatever. Uh, and uh, I'm like, I'm not pressing charges because I didn't want to. Like, even if this person had broken in, I don't really want to press charges. I just don't want to get hurt. Just <laughs> you know? chase you. Yeah, you just, like, chase them away. But they don't do that. Like, that's not and the then like, thing. Yeah. And then they said, well, of course, because they did nothing wrong. I'm like, what? How do you just know that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> because I think, like, what happened is the person just, like, they saw the cop rolling up and they decided to play coy, you know, and yeah. be like, no, I was just at the wrong house. Um, and, uh, but <laughs> it was really like troubling when I realized, Oh, like when they said, of course, I'm like, Oh shit. The prosecutor is here for me. Yeah. God damn. Bad luck. I hear, here's what I, did you hang up? Accidentally. You did not. I accidentally hung up. Well, we got to take a break. Um, it's break time. Yeah, I mean, you called the cops. They created that situation. Yeah, but dude, it I mean, happened. you were paranoid. You Sounds made it. Like you made up a story person. about a mask. Someone tried to get in your house. They just had the. They didn't have the key. Well, the cops sounds, would love to bust a fucking thief. Right. With it lock like with lockpick tools on them. It sounded like a pretty young person. Sure, I understand. That's where I was just like, I get it. I would have done the same fucking thing, dude. I've made mistakes in my day, and it seems like they really learned a fucking lesson that time. Yeah, well, one no, no, learned. they didn't. They said that they expected the police to inspect some sort of mask burglar that was in the area. Is what they were getting to at the end of it. They I flipped mean, the it police, into some b b shit areas. The 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 police. The police said there was nobody out there. Stop being paranoid. I, I guess, do we always distrust the police? Or? I do. I mean. Okay, so that well, means there was a masked burglar that was breaking into people's apartments. I guess I'll say this. Um, the way that I... Oh, my God. I'm trying to sign into Spotify. I, I guess the way I think about it is, like, 
it does feel like the right thing to do if I don't it's know. not the right thing to do. You just say, hey, motherfucker, I'm here. You can't steal from me. And then they go to the next house to steal. If someone's, okay. a, someone's burgling the house, you just make noise. You think and, so? Yeah. I agree. I mean, I've said that before, right? Like, I, I've yeah. said that, like, most people just, what the fuck is going on? Most people just want to do a what I mean, you would consider a victimless crime. It's you know? good to know. It's good to know that, yeah, it's good to know that, like, you shouldn't call the police they're going to fuck they're going to fuck with you back but like i mean you got to also take some you got to take a little bit of ownership on inviting the situation into your life yeah i yeah i think so i mean uh, you know the police aren't there to bust i don't think that like i don't think it's necessarily wrong to think that like they i mean cuz they don't care i guess would be my thing god damn it jason you said you could play the spotify no, I got it. I just forget my password all the time, and I don't have the app. I'm sorry. I swear I just used it the other day, but uh, I got it. You just maybe take another call, and we'll take a break after that. Okay. Sorry for hanging up on you, young young fellow. All cops are bastards. <laughs> I just feel bad because I do the same. I would have, I like I, I said, have made a lot of mistakes in my life, and it sounded like a young person. And of course, like we don't want people calling the cops, but I also have gotten really high. And I, I said this once, uh, Gwen, I was going to tell the story actually on that call. Gwen one time called me and said that there was somebody outside banging on stuff outside of the house. And I'm walking, right? He's like, she's like, they're walking around. They're banging on the house. I see them. It's a dude. And I'm afraid they're trying to break in. Can you please come here and help me? And like, I was like, I'm going to fucking call a lift and, and I'm going to be there as soon as possible. Right. And then she starts to give me more. I get her on the phone and she's crying. And I'm like, so what's going on? And she's like, somebody's outside doing something to the house. And she was like, he had like a wagon with a bunch of little gray boxes in it. And now he's out on the back of the house and I can't see him, but he's like drilling and ham. And I'm like, that's the electric company, dude. They're changing the fucking meter. And she was like ready for me to call the police. You know what I mean? And I was like, no, we're not gonna do that. So that was, that's my little, uh, my kid freaking out in the early days where she was, uh, staying home you know what i mean yeah that's fucked up well thanks for calling who's our new caller here i won't hang up on you i'm sorry I have that's other... just really into the hanging up thing now hey um my i'm zach i'm from boise idaho actually what's up zach were you trying to get into a dude's house the other day that smelled like weed <laughs> no I'm, I'm closer to the oregon border and if you go over there for weed there are so many idaho cars it's ridiculous Oh but yeah, I mean, where, do they really? Not where that guy's at. When you're driving across the border, uh, are you nervous about that, or are you like a? Do you drive like a, a, a like a newer model car or something? Because if uh, you drive a newer model car and you look like me, they ain't fucking pulling you over. That's just the way it yeah, is. So, no, my my car is like a 2000, so it's not too new. Um, so I do get a little nervous, but. I mean, I just put it in with my spare tire, and I don't smoke anything on the way home. I'm not too worried about it. You're so smart. The spare yeah. tire move is a move that I've done myself. 
<laughs> I've even put it in a bag of like Burger King fast food before and just not ate it. Smart. <laughs> Covered yeah. it right up. Yeah, Burger King um, will definitely cover up a disgusting or Burger King smells way worse than weed. So I, I you so like it's not real because I want to go to Michigan, but I feel like I'm the t- I I feel invincible. I feel like I could put that weed on my dashboard and nobody would pull me over. You know? Yeah, I mean my my friends they all say not to worry, but I, I'm just I I don't have a record amazingly, and so I'm trying to keep that. You know, thirty <laughs> year old years old, and <laughs> just try to keep that going. That's but, uh, very smart. Yeah. So um, I, I really called to talk about retail. I, I messaged your guys' Instagram and kind of gave a rundown. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I worked in uh, shoes, selling shoes for approximately um, like seven years. Man, I got to tell you, I <laughs> recently went to Foot Locker and Kids Foot Locker to get my daughter her new shoes for Christmas. And uh, I never felt, I, I just never realized how shitty that, I mean, that job seems like so much more. Cause you got to go back and get the shoes. I made a guy go yeah. back and forth four times to get me shoes. And it's just like, oh God, I feel for you. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> it gets to the point where you're like jumping up and down ladders and stuff. And you're, you're on like a top shelf and you're like, oh, fuck the ladder. Jump on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you? So what? Uh, uh, let me. I, I mean, I'm gonna let let you tell us because I, I am interested. I I have uh, never worked at a shoe store or cl- I don't think I've ever done retail. Yeah, so that I kind of wanted to tell you the crazy timeline I had selling shoes. So, um, I worked for two companies throughout the seven years, and I was promoted and demoted nine different times. I, I just counted it while I was waiting. <laughs> and I managed two stores myself. So I relocated two times for these companies. How do you get demoted, uh, though? Like, I mean, can I hear, like, one or two of the reasons why you got demoted? I've never been demoted, and I am a shit worker. So um, the first time, um, this is before I even decided I wanted to run my own store. So my manager got fired uh, right after he promoted and uh, he got fired for snorting Adderall with money from the register. <laughs> that seems so, fine. <laughs> I mean, he didn't keep the money. He just used it as a straw. Yeah. That doesn't even... put it back in. But he got his kicks by, like, using a $100 bill. He thought it was hilarious. Uh, but I don't feel like that's against the rule. That's... Well, snorting drugs, I get. But if he's prescribed those drugs, yeah. it doesn't feel like any of that. How he administers the them. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't get to tell me right, how I take yeah. my medicine. <laughs> right. Right? I'll encephalate yeah, my medicine if I want to. So, somebody ratted on him. Um, it was funny, actually, because I got promoted and she was another assistant manager. So there was two of us, and I think she was a little like offended or something. But she ratted on him right after that. And then I, so the, when, when they brought the new manager in, they demoted me back to part time. So I'd only been in this system for like a month at that point. Oh, God. So uh, they were like, we have to reverse the promotion you just got? Yeah. And then, and then the new manager promoted me again like a month later. Oh, God. That is so yeah. weird. Um, they were just throwing so, you all over the. It seems like they were just tossing you. I, I mean, what? Oh, I don't want to ask what the store was, but. Was it a major? Uh, I, don't, I don't give a fuck. Oh, what was it? <laughs> so the, the first company I worked at was uh, Journey. 
journey shoes. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a, that's a weird store. And you moved, how, how big was the move that you made? So, so first, uh, so technically I moved three times, but the first one was uh, my own choice. I moved to, to Boise. Actually, I'm from originally a smaller um, city in Idaho. Okay. Uh, so to get moved, the only position I could take was part-time. And then I got promoted again a couple weeks later. Got it. <laughs> Kicking ass, <laughs> What you though. have to understand, yeah, well, the, the shitty part is so you get a week vacation for every year you've been there consistently as full-time. So every time a year reset. Every time you got demoted, it would restart your clock? Exactly. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, they were ripping. Oh. They yeah. were just really treating you like a pawn on the playing board. Those... <laughs> Those yeah. mall stores are ruthless, it feels like to me. Every call we've got from a person that worked in a mall store seems well, ruthless. And it me. is, but you know, those big corporations too, though, they always have a big ask. Like they will, like they will ask you to move across the state or ask you to make these really life changing moments for a position that probably isn't that much better than, you know, other than, you know, your average, you know, like white collar job yeah you know not, yeah. i mean like these yeah. you're managing stores and they usually have to work 70 hours a week when you do it yeah you know? i can't imagine you're getting it oh yeah off. definitely yeah. man once you're all once you're all <laughs> once you're all the way in and then you're spending all your time we know somebody that moved to like the middle of fucking alabama to work at a, a chain restaurant like steakhouse franchise though yeah yeah we're shooting that, for a franchise that, that's just crazy um yeah yeah so you're, you're, you're going to love the next part. So let me, <laughs> let me keep going. So uh, they finally decided to give me my own store. And it was because a guy, um, it was Eugene, Oregon. I, I don't care how much you guys know. So Eugene, Oregon. That's a cool This guy city. walked out of his store um, two days before Black Friday. So they gave me seven days to figure out my shit and get to YouTube. My journeys, God! By the way, journeys, journeys. shoes. Yeah, you we got to reiterate that. Yeah. These people need cheetah vans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. So, can yeah, can I? A quick digression. Can I? What yeah. is their brand? Like, what All are they them. fucking selling there? They got Tim's there. They got everything. That's what I'm saying. Like, what is their like shoe hip shoe specialist? Right. I I don't know. I don't know what their brand is supposed to be. I uh, like I hot mean, topic. On the year. Okay, because hot topic has a specific brand, right? Foot Locker has a specific Journeys, brand. Journeys is just seems like random shit just well, thrown in a store. Their brand is a brick wall with like graffiti on it, yes. which is like that seems like <laughs> Time Magazine in 1986 writing about hip hop music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, so I mean, prim primarily it's bands and poppers, and then it's just random shit depending on the year. Okay. And so they had yeah. you move to Eugene. Uh, so, so I loved, I loved Eugene. I was actually very happy um, working lots of hours, but <laughs> I, they, they didn't have legal weed there, but they had medicinal. So it was easy to get. Yeah. Um, well, they got so it anyway, now. So cheap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love going back over there actually. Yeah. Um, they have 60, <laughs> to digress, they have $60 ounces. Oh, I know. The low end, but God damn. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, so I'm feeling it. I'm, I've been there for a few months at this point, and uh, they raised the minimum wage. So all my part timers, they were at minimum wage, so they got a raise. But my assistant manager did not, and so he's making the same money as the the part timers, but <laughs> doing like the assistant manager. 
Wow. So at, at that company, I couldn't just give him a raise as the store manager. I had to go to corporate. So I spoke with my district manager, um, and he was basically like, uh, so they're like KPIs, but we call them SOPs. It's a long story. But anyway, KPIs. So we had these KPIs we had to hit. And he said I had to get this kid KPIs up for for the whole, like, year. So this is the end of the year. This is, like, December, I don't know, 20th or some shit. So <laughs> I faked his KPIs. Nice. And I got caught. Oh, oh no. That shouldn't even yeah, be. It's, Who caught you, though? They, so... They they actually caught him because the way I had to do it had to be through his his numbers and shit. And he knew I was doing it because I told him I would. And uh, they actually just flagged one of the transactions because it looked weird. And I faked these numbers before. It wasn't anything different for me. But uh-huh. they flagged it. And I get a call and my district manager is like, we need to fire so-and-so because this is a sketchy transaction. And so... For a moment, I was going to lie, but I couldn't, couldn't think fast enough. So I just admitted, because we had a good relationship. He loved me. And uh, he leaves me hanging for five days, tells me he has to, to figure out what to do. He shows up five days later. I see him walking into my store, and he looks sad. And I'm like, I'm done, aren't I? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He just says, yeah, and then brings me outside and fires me. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. hor- I would, I yeah. I mean, uh, you did the right thing. You did I, the, everything. You did was right. You know, it just they they kind they they got rid of you. Well, like, yeah. I mean, I guess you should have denied it for as long as you could, but it would have got your buddy fired. Right. That's the thing. He could he could never lie. Yeah. Because it would just get a guy fired. So it was it was almost like you had to fall on your sword yeah for somebody yeah. oh that's so bad i can't believe they i i just i think about like corporate structures and shit and i don't know how big journeys is but according to this wikipedia that i'm looking at to try to find out the brand which they don't explain, explain it, it. At all. no <laughs> i can't figure out it's, what their like goal is what the thing is that they're doing it really it cracked me up someone in the chat said they thought it was sports or jock themed which is like, i think that's not, that's though. every other shoe store i yeah. think journeys uh, is journeys yeah. is casual it's shoes it. it's like well they they love you to have piercings and tattoos and shit they're all into that it's yeah they yeah all all, all culture you know, yes yeah, it's like a uh, it's like a middle. It's like it's like hip if you're like a person that goes to the mall. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's what it is, really. Yeah, but yeah, and I, I had I had some plugs, you know, like my ears are stretched and I had tattoos, and so I was like this perfect fit. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, that's uh, I mean, hey, you know, tattoo acceptance did, in the workplace is is you know it's come a long way so yeah, you can get a job selling shoot like actually that is like a thing though because like back in like when i was a teenager you wasn't getting you weren't selling shoes if you had tattoos like, yeah they were not gonna let you into there well, did they drug test you no no drug test but that kind of leads me to the next company i started working for uh, oh. they're big in the, the midwest it's it's trade home shoes do you guys know that? No, Trade Home. I'm That's looking a horrible up right name. now. It's the worst name ever. Yeah, yeah. 
So, what so is I, I get hired. I get hired by them, and they're all about like you dress up, you you wear button up and slacks, you put the shoes on the people. Most of them are old or like uh, rich, I would say. Um, sometimes you get children in there, not very often. So I get hired by them. Complete transparency. Tell them what I got fired and why. Wow. Okay. And two months. Yeah, and, and it brought me back to Boise. So they helped me move back. Uh, they didn't pay for the move, but they gave me a job. No. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was to say yeah, about those so, places is that they do, they will like, they're like, you have to move across the country. It's a great opportunity. We just found it for you, but we aren't going to help you pay for it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I did some time with them. I'll go through this really fast. Cause I want to tell you how this, my career ended with shoes. So, um, they asked me to move to Billings to prove my worthiness to run a store again. So Billings, Montana, uh, after like two months and I'm like, Oh shit. Well, I do want to run a store again. So I go there have the worst fucking manager of my whole fucking life. This, this, this lady calls me a fucking idiot, piece of shit. She oh, wow. demasculated me all the time. Wow. So I, <laughs> so I end up, um, after my lease was over, I ended up just not showing to work and I packed all my shit up and moved back to Idaho. <laughs> nice. And, <laughs> um, so I get back to Boise again and the manager I had there for the same company, he actually rehires me. He wasn't supposed to. Wow. So it became this really like big internal drama, but they let me stay because I had the numbers. And uh, they love those numbers. They this, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is where shit gets wild. So my district manager from Journeys, I can see him outside my store and he's watching me. He's like scouting me. I can tell he's watching me sell to people. Uh-huh. And I go out and I kind of, you know, hey, how's it going, man? Like, how you been? And he walks me through the mall and offers me a job back with him. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like the shoe. You're the shoe dude. Well, they like a guy that fudges the numbers. I it block. makes them look good. It makes them look good. Yeah, I agree. That's that's exactly and what it is. When, when he fired me, I got drunk a couple days later and texted him what a big jackass he was and what a dick. Yes. He fucking hated him. Yes. He still, he still fucking hired me back. <laughs> uh, so so they, they bring me back as an assistant manager for a while. And then the Journey's Kids store has an opening and they moved me over there to be manager. And I gave it six more months and I decided I fucking hate selling shoes. A man can only ask somebody to buy so many waterproof spray bottles in their whole fucking life. Yeah, yeah. And I put in, I put in my notice. So, so I basically fixed my firing on my resume, and I fixed the time I walked out by being rehired by them. Congratulations! Hell yeah! Yeah, I. That's so. I mean, like that's a triumphant make, story, right? And to make an impression. On like a district manager at a job like that, like I've I've always found that to be like, that's the hard thing. It's like the district manager like rolls into the store once a month, never looks at me. I guess if you're a manager, they yeah. If you're the manager, they have to deal with you, right? It just always felt like like getting a promotion. I guess if there's like a journeys, right? You're probably got six people on the staff. Somebody's got to move up. Oh yeah. And if you're good, then they'll they'll hire you. I'm gonna go to a trade home shoes the next time we're in a city with one, just in honor of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely do. Uh, oh, and do you want to know how many weeks of vacation I got in that seven year period? Yeah, I That's... got 
I got one single week paid vacation. Oh no, that's oh, horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> they handled you. I mean, people, hey. shoes is big business. I hear. I've been reading all about shoes being big business, but I guess yeah, not well, for. It, it is like a classically like one of those jobs that's like I guess like if you're selling <laughs> boutique shoes, but if you're working at like Journeys. That's like considered one of the, but no, all of those, thing, though. those retailers like that are like just, you pass back and forth. Yeah. And here's the thing about working with shoes. People used to think shoe store was like the worst job you could get because back in the day, the motherfuckers would get down on their hands and knees and put your feet in one of those measury boys and then get your measurement and then they'll put the shoe yep. on for you. Yeah. They ain't doing that anymore, man. Yeah. That that's how uh that's how trade home is. They want you to fucking do that shit. Oh you have to clean people's shoes and shit while you're making small phones. I would hate yeah. that. I would hate that so much if I went into a place and they were trying to put the shoe on for me. It would nothing would make me more frustrated than like yeah. having to sit but, there. But they also the thing is though, I went to Foot Locker to buy my daughter's shoes and she never knows her size. So we have to like kind of guess. If that dude would have just fucking measured her foot, he would have only had to make one trip to the back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I don't think they know how. I yeah, think they're, they're not... just like, fuck it. Who cares? They don't even have those things laying on the ground anymore. <laughs> you can't get one? I don't think they have them at those places. I've never seen them at those places. <laughs> they might have them at Famous Footwear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they don't got them there. Well. It's unfortunate. Thank you for calling in, buddy. That was a really great call. Um, Have a good night. Hey, you guys too. Uh, by the way, I've only been listening for a few months, uh, probably since August, and I love you guys. So, oh, thank thanks you. for taking my call. All right, have a good night. So, uh, we're gonna Bye. we're gonna go to break now. Uh, we're playing Eddie Bars. Uh, I'm just playing his popular songs. Tele sure. Television, Love, uh, Life of Eddie Bars, Jaded. I don't know how many of them are gonna play, but. Uh, we ready to go? Yeah, and he'll be making an appearance at Street Fight Live Variety Show in two weeks, Hell January twenty yeah. fourth. He's cool as shit. I mean, I'm looking at him; he seems like a very cool dude. So here we go. My life it felt like an episode. My life it felt like an episode. Ep, ep, episode. My life it felt like an episode, or maybe a movie. I just fell in love. Can't believe I fell in love with a groupie. I'm a goofy, yeah. Like one of these dudes in the movies. I shouldn't have ignored all the signs. I should have went with my mind. Instead, I went with my heart. Should have left her in the dark. She ain't wanna play her part. Sign fishy, she a shark. She just bit me, she ain't bark. She just bit me, she ain't bark. She ain't dumb, shorty smart. She ain't never miss her mark. Yeah, except for me. I had to give me a side bitch. Her name was Stephanie. She told me that bitch you fucking with gon' be the death of me. She gave me the recipe. Thank the Lord she see the best in me. Yeah, one day she came to my crib. Told me that she seen her with one of my guys that be over on fifth. She think they tryna set me up shit. I can't believe it. Two shots that they had, leave them leaking. I'm smoking all out and it's reeking. Ayy, I had to cancel them plans. Gotta get back to my best. I can't trust none of my mans. 
because of this bitch I found out my homie a snitch My life it feel like an episode Or maybe a movie I just fell in love Can't believe I fell in love with a groupie I'm a goofy Yeah, Like one of these dudes in the movies I shouldn't have ignored all the signs I should have went with my mind Instead I went with my heart Should have left her in the dark She ain't wanna play her part Something fishy she a shark she just bit me, she ain't bark She just bit me, she ain't bark She ain't dumb, shorty smart She ain't never miss her mark Except for me 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 I got an older brother, I ain't been around for some years Two older sisters in situations that bring me to tears Couple uncles and aunties that never got up with drama Shit that happened before I was born back with my mama I got cousins that I never even met Hitting me on the book, telling me that I'm next Just to hit me up later, asking me for a favor I hate to put them out there next to all of the neighbors But they ain't family, I guess that's where they belong Couple drinks and a blunt, she gon' come out a thong Got close friends telling me they love me when I know they hate me It's instinctive, my flow distinctive, you can't jack it I gon' be to everything, including a jacket Everybody speaking poetry, cause Eddie's snapping I gotta get these sample clear before they clean their ears And realize I ain't just talking I'm a Carly Calkin, I'm home alone with the shit I made it be, I hit the club, I'm going home with your chick And I'm not the one to mess around with all that talkity talk shit Hit me on the Zello, walkie-talkie, be cautious Feds on my ass probably wanna recruit me I'm a CIA agent, I've been placing on purpose Been manipulating y'all with facades on the surface I am nothing that you thought I was Cause I am nothing that you thought Think I am, ma'am. Stop judging me and all my words, sir. That's forgot to do. Couple weeks late on my B day, I forgot it too. Don't get hesitant, don't get nervous. Super calm on the surface inside, I'm a mess. Yeah, I'm with the devil reject. No time for returning a text. Airplane mode on the jet. Hey, come on now, I'm like a fire. Don't you get burnt? Come on now, you sound tired. You should come learn. I'm a spaz junkie. Let a spaz out. Put these rappers in the trash. Take the trash out. Call mama up and tell her I love her before I put that mask on and go. Going back undercover before I make a trip to Cincy or Cleveland All this dirty money, I'ma be too busy cleaning I'm too busy eating, I get 5k for a meeting I've been fighting my demons, this gon' happen feeling I mean it, I swear I'm nice, they know I'm right Doggy, you gotta be kidding, man, I corner mice This is Eddie Life
Where my cup go? They done it. Oh, I'm mad. I'm pissed. I'm playing. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just high. Rolling, smoking, rolling, drinking, rolling, smoking, rolling, drinking. Zanny, drop it. Juice, sizzle. Juice, phone, pour it. Welcome back to Street Fight Call-In. Thank you for bearing with us while we went on a break. Hope you enjoyed the song. That was by Eddie Bars. Super cool dude from Columbus. Makes great music. You can find him on Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. Eddie Bars is the name. He'll be uh, making an appearance at our variety show on the 24th in January. So get those tickets at store.streetfightradio.com. 
You can also pre-order the gumball shirt. I need more pre-orders of that so that we can get a big enough order to get a bulk discount. So if you want a gumball shirt, we're redoing them on union printed shirts that are soft and comfortable and nice. Store.streetfightradio.com is the place to find it. Thank you for being here. We got a chat. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm all belchy. You get the the raw, disgusting sounds of us as as uh, podcasters. More humans, you know. Yeah, we make human noises. So, uh, so far, so good. This is the call-in show. You want to jump into the next call? Yep. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello. Hey, yes. who's this? Hey, this is Alex from the suburbs of Boston. Ooh, What's man. up? Love Boston. I run the, the Punks Around fanzine. I'm calling for the first time today. Sweet. Oh, hey, buddy. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's about time, I guess. I've been trying. But, you know, I can only be on the phone for so long, so I usually hang up kind of like halfway through. <laughs> well, I would, glad too. you made it. No, I'm not blaming yeah. you at all. <laughs> We've sent out some of your zines yeah. as bonus zines with, uh, with our zines. So there's even some available in the Hell Street yeah. Fight store, I think. We have some extras. But you do, you have some do Hell some yeah. fucking great work. Cool, thanks. Uh, so I have a a, a small business tyrant story, kind of. Sweet. Excellent. Um, it's from um, my ex. She just started uh, this job at a bakery. The original bakery is in Louisville, Kentucky, and so the um, the minimum wage in uh, Kentucky and Massachusetts is obviously a lot different and so this like person that owns the store when she opened up uh the bakery in newton which is like a real kind of upper middle class suburb of boston she was like bragging about uh how she pays her louisville employees minimum wage and that they can like survive off of that comfortably just from working part-time i think minimum wage in, in kentucky is like nine dollars it's not good. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was saying that they can survive off of that, and like they don't need to work forty hours a week, and like show paying Boston employees fifteen hours a week was like way too much, and they should be happy with what they're getting because yeah. the Louisville employees can survive without it. It's eight twenty an hour. Is what yeah, so the Louisville minimum wage. Oh. So yeah, that's what they're making then. And she was like bragging about how little they, she pays them. Uh, and this was like to her employees in Newton in Boston. So, I mean, they, at that point, they didn't know what minimum wage was in Kentucky or anything. So when she got back and told me, I was like, that's fucked up. Like nobody in Kentucky can survive on $8 an hour. And like part-time, especially uh, she probably yeah, especially gets it in her head that like, Oh, they have a partner that works. Oh, they live with their parents. Because a lot of them will, will, will like say like, oh, well, teens live with their parents, so they're really happy with whatever I pay them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the case. And then, like, when I, so. Did you say something I mean, to her? That, yeah, that irritated the fuck out of me. And so I added her on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, calling her out about it, about how unethical, like, if she's, if she's really bragging about paying her employees a minimum wage, it's like, fucking, you shouldn't do that, and, you know, it doesn't matter where you are, and she was like, 
Uh, oh, I give all of my employees $9 an hour, and I wasn't bragging to anybody about how little I pay them. And, you know, I was just kind of like skirting around this problem that uh, she's bragging about how, you know, supposedly she's lived so out of touch with, like, how much people actually need to survive in both uh, Louisville and in Newton, the Boston area. And it was just kind of funny. But that's not it either. So this place, I'm going to kind of identify it now because I have to. It's a... Um, it's a vegan and gluten-free bakery. Okay. It's a it's like an allergen-free bakery, and so uh, they she she like imposed this rule that employees can't bring any food from outside uh, into the bakery. Okay. Because it might have like peanut butter or something in it, and you can't even bring like cut fruit or anything like that because the knife that you use probably is contaminated and stuff. Okay. Which is fine, and that means that like. Okay, if you're going to tell me that, like, you can't, I can't bring in food, then you should be supplying me with some kind of food, right? Like, yeah, there's, there was there a, a cafeteria or something? No, this is like a tiny bakery. And so when she was at the Newton store, when they just opened, she, like, told uh, my ex that, uh, oh, well, you guys can just make, like, rice and beans in the back, and that can be your lunch food. Like, you know, do it whenever you want to. What? And, like... Yeah, no, this is serious. And so, like, of course, nobody wants to eat fucking, like, just plain rice and beans every day, all day. And so what ends up happening is nobody eats lunch. And because nobody's eating lunch, like, the the person that's in charge just doesn't give anybody lunch break. And so, like, my partner is there, my ex is there, like, working all day nonstop without a single lunch break because she can't bring her own food and she doesn't, like get paid enough money to go buy something else. And even if she did, she couldn't bring it in to work anyway. <laughs> just imagine like a crock pot full of rice and them just being like, grab a couple handfuls yeah. of it. Have all the rice and beans you want. <laughs> hey, have that. Yeah. You know? It doesn't make any sense. And they don't even give like employee discounts to uh, like if you wanted to buy something there. Like, I don't know, fuck a piece of bread or something like that. Uh-huh. It's a, Still, like, it, it's way overpriced place, like, understandably so, because I don't, it takes, like, a million fucking ingredients to make uh, gluten-free, vegan, I don't know, garlic bread or something like that. So, yeah, and this place is just kind of funky like that. It gets, getting around, like, giving people reasonable breaks and stuff like that, it's just weird. It's so wild to say, like, you can eat this one thing here if you want. Like, you're allowed to have rice and beans because it, it's like I like rice and beans. I think rice and beans is an excellent meal, but it's also kind of a sh- struggle meal. Like it's not something that a lot of people just always choose to eat. It's usually something yeah. that's like cheap enough to make and will fill you up. No. Yeah. When I make it for myself now, it's I go the extra mile and put a lot of extra special love and care and attention and buy premium ingredients. But um, to think about scooping it out on a like a paper plate every day and eating it like gruel, like you're in that Pink Floyd video, right? It just she should. I guess like if you're making food, I've said this on the show probably eighty times. If you're making food, you should be allowed to eat it. Sure, you know that it's just not fair. 
It's it's also just so disconnected where you're like, uh, no, this we have a very high standard of quality for this place. The employees cannot bring outside food and then just not think about like, well, how are they going to eat, though? Like, yeah. <laughs> how are we going to solve that problem of them having to eat? Well, do you think like be, obviously the person running the place is probably vegan and gluten free? You know what I mean? It's one of those situations where they're like vegan and gluten-free and they're like oh they shouldn't have a problem with it i mean they're vegan and gluten-free <laughs> right anybody can eat this the food here yeah they probably think yeah. that and then they put that on the employee no discount yeah no discount is wild at a food place that you're working eight hour shifts at i think if you're working eight hours and you work at a food place you should get the food grab a couple yeah you should get the food for free i think i think it's one thing for like their employer to say all right uh, you can't bring outside food in, and that means that like you can have stuff here. That could be your lunch food, but to like expect them to like, all right. So let's say hypothetically, an eight-hour day, you get uh, fifteen to twenty minutes of a break. You have to like make that rice and beans. They don't make it for you. Like they <laughs> they have never they've never actually supplied it to them. Right. So, like you have to go make it, and then you can have your break. And so automatically, like. 10 minutes of your break is out just from it's making work. something that you can actually eat. Right. Oh, that is crazy. Like, I've never heard of somebody. I've never heard. This is like a first for this show to I hear mean, of a place where they make you eat the food. Basically, they make you eat what they'll give you and you'll like it. You know, I mean, make yeah. you make your own food is like a, that's a pretty big change. It's like, whoa, uh, I have to make my food and too? i'm not allowed to just pick it i can't yeah. even make I'm, I, I'm, I, have I have to, to make, make the thing that you have mandated that i eat right <laughs> if i want to eat you can heat up the food that we prescribe you or not eat yeah that's how it works i know? was i was thinking that there was going to be a kerfuffle with like people not taking breaks and maybe getting extra hours or not staying long enough and shit like that yeah no it's just the food driving the woman no crazy. they they actually just hired like another pastry chef and they've cut my ex's hours so they're like so that she doesn't get full-time hours anymore oh god yeah that's yeah, the game so that's the game like phasing her up yeah that's, but like we kind of went around it by like i because the the bakery is like i don't know two miles from where i live and so i would just go and get like fucking fast food and she would like run out of the bakery and i would just kind of like give her the food so that she could eat real quick in a car and then go back inside. Like, like that was the only way that we could get around it. Yeah. That's why I was going to say car lunch, but car lunch is the worst. Oh, I know. Man, I did so many car yeah. lunches when I was working for the cable company and I just hated it. It's like, it gets all sweaty, like in a box. It's not comfortable. You don't want to spill shit. You can't leave the car running really because it just feels wasteful. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. if you know people, if, if you like work for a company that pays for the gas, Right. I know it's wrong to sit and idle environmentally, but like you do care a lot less about the gas sure. than the company's paying for it. Yeah, well, I mean when it's when it's like fucking frozen and like you have twenty minutes, it's almost not worth even turning on the car because by the time the car heats up, the brake's gonna be over anyway. Yeah, you have to drive a little bit, right? To get yeah. the car to heat yeah. up. If you're just sitting in a parking lot, it's gonna take forever to heat up. Well uh Yeah, that's why that's why she'll she'll jump in my car and eat because then it's like at least my car's warm at that point. True. Yeah. Can, like get it out there. But, You're an angel yeah. for doing it. I've never taken my wife lunch. I mean, though. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't do it. I don't do it frequently. I should. I should do it more. But you know, it's, it's, 
it's only when she's like desperate and not getting out early that I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. Can you tell people where to find your zine? Yeah. Can I do, do you mind if I do some shout outs? There's some people uh, in my area and friends of mine doing some great things for like homeless outreach and stuff that I wanted to drop some names. Oh, yeah. Go for that. Uh, so, uh, a buddy of mine, Caroline in Providence, runs uh, Compassion Kitchen. Uh, and my best friend, Tommy in Oakland, uh, he volunteers for West Oakland Punks of Lunch. And these are two organizations that the new issue of Punks Around, the proceeds for it go to whichever organization or it's evenly dispersed between these organizations. There's also Safe Point, which is, uh, somebody in Ohio linked me up with them. Um, and so, you know, there's a couple of other, others that are involved in the zine and you can find it. I have a big cartel site. It's just, uh, punksaround.bigcartel.com or you can find me on Instagram. It's just at punksaround. Well, thank you for calling in. Uh, it's really cool. And thanks for supplying us with zines when we need them. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Hell yeah. Thank you guys. You're welcome. Have a good night. Yeah. They're great. They do good stuff. I'm glad they called in. Yeah. I like to hear from our zinesters. Absolutely. That's what they call them, like in the scene. Yeah. Well, they were before us, so they've been doing zines longer than Street Fight even. I mean, so many people were. I don't know how they did it. I was looking at somebody posted one from the 90s that they made, and I was like, oh, that looked like a lot of work. It is. Because they were like, you know, you couldn't just get the stuff on the internet and have it sent to you. You had to, like, make things. Yep. Yep. Very different environment. All right, you ready for this next call? Yeah. We got a full chat. We got not chat. We got a full queue. Well, right now. we got about forty-five minutes. Okay, that's what you got, folks. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Mom. Yep, yes. you're on. That's you. Oh, hey, good to talk to you guys. I'm a four-year listener, first-time caller. Oh, Sweet. cool! Wow, four years. You're an OG. Yeah, I think I uh, I got in a chapo about five episodes in and that's when i got links back to you guys so hell yeah I've listening ever since hell cool. yeah thanks for listening what's up so uh I'm a, I'm a law student i've probably been a lot more upper class background than most of your listeners but i thought yeah. i had a pretty good story okay yeah i mean so a, I a lot of our listeners are also from <laughs> i mean you know not most they're the same like it's the same there's, breakdown there's, there's plenty most. i'm not i'm not I'm not like super rich, but you know, I've, I've never been like poor. Okay. Sure. Okay. That's yeah. fine. Hey, it happens. But I wanted to tell you guys about, I did a internship in Congress. Ooh, interesting. So the congressman I worked for, I don't, I don't think I should give the name cause I should be honest and say he was nice and the staff there was very nice. Okay. Well, let's just say he was like a very centrist Democrat. Okay. Okay. Picture and uh, it mind. was unpaid. Uh, long horse face, right? But oh, what I thought. <laughs> hung out with Green Day. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. What I thought was interesting about it was uh, this would have been well, two years ago, and every single morning the staffers would read the Intercept and get mad at it. <laughs> oh wow, that was like their daily hate. Well, yeah. So keep in mind these are nominally like democrats and uh they would go through trump's twitter and be like ah can you believe that and then they would read the intercept and they would be like ah can you believe that like they were equally mad at both of those i mean like how do you get i how 
like what were the types of things that they would get mad about because like the intercept is is really kind of doing what they're like doing investigative reporting it doesn't seem that's i mean that that's what they were that's what they were mad at it was they'd be stories about like um someone running like like AOC was just coming in at that point and they were very mad about that just mad because she exists like i, I mean like she i think she she criticized like pelosi or something and that was like a bridge too far for them yeah i'm like pelosi was like a left winger yeah I, I couldn't believe someone would be that i know? think like i this is like a pet like theory of mine back in the day but um yeah. i think like sometimes these centrists like they feel like it's unfair to have like to think universal health care is a right and stuff like that like, and it just is a thing that reflects on them as like maybe I, they don't want to think maybe i'm heartless you yeah know what I, mean, I mean right they don't and it's like advocating for justice feels like a cheat code to them yeah no, i'll tell you that's exact that's exactly true in fact what people don't understand is what most congressmen do for like six hours a day is they just go across the street and make phone calls to donors Right, and they literally talked about it being like unfair that like these new like what Bernie or like AOC or whatever like they don't have to do that. They think that's like cheating. Well, I just, yeah, it's not really. They can't call all their donors. The thing about these these small donors, which is wild, they think that the small donor thing is wrong too. And I can't even that's figure out true. why. Like, I don't even know what could possibly be the drawback be to a, a having. You know, no, but like what he just said. Yeah. I mean, the majority of their time is they have to go pal around and go, "Hey, Jeff, is that you, Jeff? Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. We, we want to do big things in the in the chemical waste sector. I know, I know you're slated to to you know take over when when we're ready to to have you on board for the new team. The you know whatever we need seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. You but know we need like whatever it is. Couldn't. The, well, and I'm just speaking on the Democrats, I, and I know this is naive or whatever, but couldn't all Democrats target? Uh, they should be voters that don't make because Bernie Sanders got five million dollars, like near the end of the year, right? All Th thirty-five, thirty-five million. Yeah, and with what, like twenty-seven dollar donations or some shit? Like the average one. Mm -hmm was yeah, yeah. was very small like i don't understand why because i think that like donate the amount of money that a campaign has doesn't necessarily translate to votes what translates trump got, got trump got outspent by hillary by like three times right what translates the like if you want to say that your donations translate to votes then you want the maximum number of donations, not like, not like the ma the most money. You, you yeah, see what I'm saying like the most money is like whatever. It's like, but you need people to actually win the fucking thing, right? You know, right? It just seems so weird that like, I guess maybe I'm, I guess maybe I'm like naive or don't know how things work, but I would think that you would, your preference would be. A lot of people with smaller donations well, over a lot of gonna, money. With you're, you're fucking people over. You're, you're on the right track. I mean, but also like they see it as like doing the Bernie Sanders thing also means that they're going to have to use Cole's cash. Yeah, you know, like they are. They would be advocating against their own class interests at that point. That's true. Yeah, I do agree with like if if you're like if if Chuck Schumer came out and was like, I don't want war. It's like Lockheed Martin would be like, oh, I don't really like that, you know? Yeah. And these people are like on the phone with fucking Lockheed Martin. 
and like CEOs and shit. And, and, and like they spend all day doing that because they think that's the right way to play the game. It's like, it seems like there is, it seems like, and, and I'm dumb when it comes to this, but it seems like it's two parties playing completely different games. Like they're not even like competing. They both have their own weird trick to make it work for them. Yeah, but it doesn't work. For the it Democrats, keeps, it, it keeps, doesn't work. It keeps them in money and power. It does. It does. I, I, I think if you're looking at like personal fulfillment, but like God, I thought that like part of the reason you run for office is because you're hungry for power, and like when you're in the minority party, <laughs> like you don't have any power. You know what I mean? Like somebody like like fucking John Kerry, totally powerless guy. They can't make anything happen. You know. Not that he wants to, but I just think that like, even when it comes to like the Senate where it's like most majority Republican, it's like, okay, then nothing's going to happen. That's not like a Republican thing, you know, unless you win mm -hmm. things. And I think that winning things, my guess is that the, the way you, and I don't know this because I've never been on the winning side of an election ever. <laughs> well, kind of like 20, 2008, I felt like I won. Okay. But like, I think that you are targeting them. Maybe I'm crazy. The most number of people voting. <laughs> like, yeah. well, so, so what I'd say to that, I think you're, I think you're hundred percent right. And I think what I learned there was like, these fucking like Democrats aren't people we have to be afraid of. Cause like, think about it this way. If you're not spending six hours a day calling your donors, you can actually do so much more. And like, it's actually a huge like weight that's weighing them down is that they have to do that kind of stuff. So I, I think they're going to lose, you know, eventually. I just don't think they can keep that up. Yeah. It does feel like, uh, I, I, brace posted this earlier in the week, but it's like it, if Bernie Sanders win, it sort of <laughs> proves that a worker centered movement works. And that, mm -hmm. I mean, that could be very powerful, I think. I, I don't know. I, like, I don't it's know. a step in the right direction. Yeah, I don't know what I, don't know what I think about what's going to happen. I know that the last time I put all my eggs in a basket and my hopes and dreams in a basket, they went to a guy that did nothing almost except for like drone strikes and a really crummy healthcare plan. Right. And it makes me nervous. I don't want to get, I don't want to be hurt again. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> But I guess we're going to find out. So were yeah, they we'll like see. mean? Are they like mean? Do they think, can I ask you this before we go? Do, of course. do they think we're all stupid? Like, do they think that like voter or like not vote? I don't want to call myself a voter, but like, do they think that the just general public is just a bunch of dumb idiots? Um, I don't know if they think people are stupid as much as they think everyone's a Republican. But <laughs> our district was like relatively close like it leaned a little bit i think they went for trump but before that they, they voted for democrats mostly uh my guy i worked for he was a democrat that had been in for probably 20 years and i don't i think they just are really really cautious and they just assume if they say anything even mildly progressive then people are all gonna turn on them and vote for republican like like there was something i think it was uh alex brain article that was like that if you ask a republican legislator 
what they think their district is, they'll say it's the most conservative district in the country. And if you ask a Democrat what their district is, they'll say it's like solidly Republican. Like both parties think that the country is more Republican than it really is. And that's that's 100 percent true. Yeah, it's total bullshit. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like a lot of the country thinks they're conservative, but, you know, you could lay out a case to get them on our side. Yeah. And I think you would get a good portion of them. I well, mean, there's I mean, always the it, brain poisoned people. It but- doesn't. It's yeah. It's a matter of just labels. I mean, if you lay out. If you lay out plans, if you lay out ideas, people solidly go in the direction, the non-conservative direction. I know. Once you start saying this is a liberal idea, then you just immediately get fracture. You yeah, because I've had the conversations. I, my father-in-law is the great example. Is like I've gotten him to agree to fucking universal health care. I've gotten him to be anti-war in the past and all that stuff, but he would never call himself a leftist. He was still a conservative, you yeah. know? It just if Donald Trump did universal health care tomorrow, they would be like universal health care fucking rules and it kicks yeah. ass. Look, yeah. we did it, you know. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. That, that was yeah, very illuminating it. to me. Of course. We got yeah, great to be on the show. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think I really do think we're like generally all kind of let's take care of each other type people. Yeah, no, it's it, just, absolutely. You know, when you I listen mean, to Sean Hannity all day, people it's are, hard to see that. They're afraid of mass. I mean, people are afraid of like the masses. They're afraid that everybody's going to conspire to take things from them. But it's like we all have nothing to like. You have nothing we could take from you. You know. Well, that's interesting because like I see all these politicians and like columnists talk about how populism's bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think it sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like the people. Uh, putting their uh, imposing their will on the government instead of the government imposing yeah. its will on the people and right. i'm fine with that i right. think that's the way it should be sure all right you want to get this next call in yep let's see who this is i think i might know thanks for calling here we go thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to hey now it's uh thor from baltimore maryland what's up thor how are you pretty good how y'all doing i'm okay uh you know, we're getting near the end, so I'm I'm feeling like I'm going to be off work, so that's good. That's nice. No more call queue. Yeah, what's going on, man? Yeah, yeah, no more no more call queue, no more, you know, work to be off work is a beautiful thing. Uh I just, we'll, we'll be know, right back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I I hear you. Yeah, I'm a I'm a proud boy in blue here. Uh that is to say I'm a letter carrier for the postal service. Woo! Yeah. Time. You scared me there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, say thank you for the show over the years and uh, hell yeah, the haircuts at the post office. And uh, also wanted to do a plug for postal banking. Hell yeah. All right. You're all the way in. Oh, I am all in. Let me tell you. Well, the post office Uh, is fucking cool, you know? It is. And let me tell you and let me tell the listeners that might not know, the post office isn't losing money. Like, we're we're actually doing all right. It's a... I just have to plug this real quick. It's a it's a bullshit political hit from uh, 2006, um, where they did like a pre-funding mandate that says you need to put seven billion dollars a year into retirement funds and everything else. And no, uh, no, nah, nah, we don't make we, we make like a billion dollars a year. Like yeah, revenue profit. Well, it's like yeah, social like security where motherfuckers were like, we're running out of money. And then it's like, well, that's because you keep fucking using it, you know? Right. 
Right, right. Yeah, it's 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 the same thing. So you know, I just had to yeah no, that real quick. Yeah, they, it's it's a political maneuver. They they force the post office to do financial stuff that doesn't make any that wouldn't make any sense if you're trying to run a healthy business. But they did it on purpose. Oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah. But uh, no, just calling in, sending my love. That's all, pretty much. Um, yeah. That's I mean, thanks. So Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love we love call. the post office. Yeah. We're post office. Awesome. We stand the post office. We tried, you know, when we did the Hellfire tour, uh, Sam Knight really, really wanted to get post office outfits for everybody to go out in at the end. Like <laughs> he really he really, really wants to put the outfit on. He really respects yeah. it. He's he's gonna do he's gonna steal some post office valor in his life for sure. Yeah, he wanted to, for sure. Yeah. Hey, I mean, uh, off the record, I could hook you up with some of that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't sure. want to get you in trouble. No way. Well, no, there's, there's a. <laughs> well, that would be funny, I, though, uh, if we got caught, like if we got the police came to our show and arrested us for impersonating a federal employee. Yeah, that, well, they would love right, to do right. that, too. No, I mean, there are postal police like uh, I've dealt with them the before. I was uh, as a union rep when I delivered in uh, California before coming out to Baltimore, but, uh, um, they're crazy. Like they will, the postal police will literally, so the postal police don't report, you know how you have like cops, they report to the city, report to the, whatever the County, the state and everything else. Postal police don't have any oversight from anyone. Oh, so they're like, uh, so my guess is that they're a lot like bound, like dog, the bounty hunter. You know what I mean? That was like Pretty the much. thing always, people always said, like, I want to be a bounty hunter. Yeah. They don't have all that red tape. They got to right a real renegade. With, you know? Right. Yeah. That's yeah, why they, people get, they get like 90 some grand a year plus expenses just to do whatever. And I've had carriers like I was representing them on, uh, you know, notices of removal and literally these postal police would go to the either resident manager or whoever ran the apartment in places and literally like gain access to the apartment and extract things from the apartment. Yeah, they did that. No warrant, no nothing. They did that at the cable company one time. They they fucking kicked the guy's door in and fucking really went at it. Who did? The cable company one time they they like had to get a yeah. cop to come with them and all this oh, stuff. Wow. But they broke into it because he kept fucking. He lived in a big apartment building with like a lot of units in it. The motherfucker kept right. climbing up into the attic and splitting the cable off. And then you you know I don't care. Nobody really cares if you do that. But if you climb up there and you split the cable off, it fucks up all the ones yeah. down the line past that. Then we were going in and having to fix it. And it was just happening over and over again. Finally, they fucking brought the FBI with them and they went up in there. It was like, you know, that FBI warning thing. Yeah. That's what that's right. like. They can, they'll come get you. Yeah. They, that's the only time it happened, though. Seven years happened one time. Wow. So I just I'll let you know if you're stealing cable, probably safe. I saw one time in seven years. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, well, thanks for calling well, in. That was a sweet call, and we love to be loved. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you always, you I'm hot on the button. Up on people. You're hot on that button tonight. Sorry. Just nervous. It's a two-part step. You have to hit drop and then drop. So, all right, we got 25 minutes. Let's see. We only got. We got. A, we. I think we can do this. We got all enough. Right. 
Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Is it me? Yeah, it it's you. Hey, this is Brian from Los Angeles. What's up? I'm Brian from Columbus, Ohio. Um, but you're Brian with a Y, though, I believe. Yeah, that's a good way to spell it. Except for we just found out that the CEO of Frontier Airlines is a Brian with a Y, so he's a stain on our history. <laughs> well, I, I just want to... Uh, I, I know you got a uh, full cue, so I'll keep it short. I just wanted to um, pass along some good uh, New Year's news. Uh, I uh, spent the last year in an eviction battle, um, and uh, I... Short version of a very long story... I live in a 100-year-old house that's rent control and uh, the landlord uh, in a very gentrifying neighborhood and the uh, landlord decided that uh, he could, you know, make a lot more off this place uh -huh. than what I was paying after living here for 11 years. And so um, he decided to uh, fake moving in to the place um, as, uh, as his residence. And, of course, uh, it was complicated by the fact that the guy had lived with us for three years before he decided to do this. Um, oh, no. And, uh, and <laughs> was he a friend of yours? No, he was just the guy who bought the place after I moved in. Um, and, uh, and apparently it was his plan from the very beginning, uh, which came out um, in court. Um, what did he do? But, uh, so he moved in. So he bought the place. Uh, so I moved in in 2008. He bought the place a year later. And then... You know, about three or so years ago, he moved in to the house okay. when one of our roommates moved in. Got it. And he he believed that that um, uh, you know that that basically negated rent control. Um, he thought that the house became owner occupied. Oh. Um, and he, he hadn't actually, you know. Was it like, like a, a multiple room house, or were you? He was like your roommate. Yeah, it's a it's a three bedroom craftsman. So it's like a, it's a big old, you know, hundred year old house. It's got three bedrooms, um, and so he just when one of the roommates moved out, he he moved into their into their room, and uh, and myself and my roommate we didn't make a fuss because we were on good terms with the guy, and uh, and and it was fine. I mean, he was you know he's a perfectly fine roommate. I mean. Um, until, of course, when he told us we had two months to move out, um, which was surprising. But, uh, but yeah, of course, then we started to do a little bit of research and realized the house is under rent control. There's absolutely, he has no right to tell us to just move out. And, um, and so then we, uh, this is <clears throat> something I'd like to pass along to everyone, uh, at least in Los Angeles, which is that we uh, got a, a tenant, a tenant's attorney. Uh -huh. And um, and once we did that, everything changed. Um, okay. Because we started to actually learn what the rules are, and uh, we started documenting everything the guy was doing and collecting all this evidence. And eventually, it turned into the the trial that we had to go to right before the the, the Christmas week. We went to trial finally, and. Um, and the good news is he lost. He lost pretty uh, spectacularly. Yes. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the 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 judge seemed pretty flabbergasted by the kind of stuff that this guy was saying. Um, 
but uh but anyway yeah so just if if any if anyone listening especially in los angeles but in any place that has rent control if you are uh if you are faced with any kind of especially uh owner occupancy uh because because at least in uh los angeles rent stabilization rent stabilization ordinance you have to prove good faith so it can't be that you just decided to move in you have to be moving in not to circumvent rent control and uh, that's exactly what he was i mean the, the guy i mean the guy told us and, and literally wrote an email to us that you know do you know how much money i could be getting from this place you know that kind of thing you know um you know just like you're you're real like entitled uh like uh monster um, so anyway, yeah. uh, anyway, I just want to pass that along as uh, that's great. Uh, anyway, also love the show. All right, appreciate it. Thank yeah, thank you. Congratulations on winning. Thanks that's for the good very news. Cool. Yeah, glad to hear. Thank you very much. Go to court. Sometimes it works. <laughs> Sometimes it does work. I, I mean, it is. If somebody's just, I mean, that is real wild behavior. Yeah, to yeah. have your landlord move into your fucking house, I would just. I don't know what I would be like. This motherfucker wants to move into that. Like, like I would have been in conversations with my wife. Like this motherfucker wants to move into the house. I mean, when my landlord became my neighbor, I was a little bit iffy about it. Yeah, I would hate that. It would make me fucking nervous. I just saw the grossest thing. Somebody, goddamn it, shows up. This guy posted uh, a bunch of somebody cutting a bunch of hot dogs in half and like strips, and then they put eggs in it. And then they put it in a waffle iron and made like a hot dog egg waffle. And it's vile to me. Like, okay. I, I'm just looking at it. And it's that gross. sounds like a great, yeah, simple tip. Simple, simple meals. Hot dogs. Uh, all right, let's take this next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? See, the clicking is not accurate, I'm going to say. It's, a, it's an antiquated system. What clicking? Hey there. Hey, who's this? This is Ben out in California. What's up, Ben? What's going on tonight? I want to tell you about the uh, fortunate employment situation I found myself in. I, I have hated every job I've ever had, and I've hated this job too, except for the since August 1st, um, I've been getting paid to do nothing. I think they've forgotten about me. That's, <laughs> what? that's an interesting situation. It's uh, they, they have uh, fourteen thousand employees, or you know, you know, roughly around there, ten to ten to fifteen thousand employees. And you, know? you slip through the cracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does do you do you see people in an office? Are you doing remotely? Do you have to actually like do FaceTime? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an IT guy. Gotcha. I I've seen this situation before. I have heard of somebody that works for about an hour a week doing their job remotely that they're getting paid forty hours a week for. Are you, oh, I, I don't. I don't even have to do anything. You're literally I, I just literally, drawing a paycheck, like your mob paid off or something. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like. Like. I. Like. Um. Pay, I'm a paid off conservative grifter. You know. That is. That's great. So that's you just got sitch. a job, and they were like, they don't give you work anymore. Do you have a boss? No. Well. I, I do, and he's honestly a piece of shit the last time I worked with him, and he, he knows what I think about him. But um, fortunately, you know, I uh, I found a niche field where it's hard to find people who know what I know. You know, you have to get upper hand on these fuckers, you know. 
and um, apologize for cursing. Uh, oh, you don't you're allowed. Yeah, yeah this we're, is a we're a cussy trash mouth show. show. This is a very cussy show. Okay, okay. I'm a new listener, by the way. But, oh, hey. Uh, yeah. That is um, very fucking cool. And you're getting paid well, and you just don't have to do anything? Yes, and I'm getting benefits, and I'm collecting uh, PTO <laughs> But if they let me go, they have to pay me my PTO day. (laughs) So is there, how much work do you do in a week? None, nothing. Literally, I've done nothing since August 1st. (laughs) Well, they're going to do reviews though. You are, are you, are you going to get reviewed eventually? Do they do that? I I mean, I, I went to the last employment review. We're supposed to submit it and everything. I just ignored it. Just didn't submit a thing. Just acted like nothing happened. And that was back in October. This is and like I'm taking- in a new employment year. And my second paycheck of this year is coming up. And I am just like, whoa, what should I do? And my boyfriend and I are thinking like, okay, let's just go to different national parks, you know, and just camp and just like live off this money for now. And yeah. just save up. You know? Like yeah, the situation. I, I grew up. You know, I've had to work my whole life to get by. So this is just like, <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a great opportunity while you have it. I I do the thing about these situations. You have to be like, eventually they're going to find out. So I hope somebody sh- will find out. But, so like, do, do you? Are you? They'll find out. And if they fire me, I'm good. Like, sure. I, I, unfortunately, I'm enough dub. I'm good. But right now, you got you can surf. You can do whatever you want. Like you can. What also feels like maybe they'll catch you, but what they'll fucking do is be like, "Hey, what? Can I give you some work? You know what I mean? Like, I think your first choice, their first choice, is going to be to give you some work rather than fire you. You know? If you have, well, well, can I explain? Can I explain what I think what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so like, honestly, so I was working, you know, um, at this giant ass bank. It felt like working at Purgatory. I fucking hated it. And honestly, I have anxiety issues. And I got my therapist to approve me going on medical leave for a month. And um, I didn't get paid during that time. And then after a month, and I, they took me off to this shitty project that I could not stand. And, and then after a month, I emailed HR, which is in India and said like, hey, I'm ready to work. And they put me on the bench, which I've been on before, which means you're just in between projects, but usually it's only lasts a week or two, you know, tops because they don't want to pay you to do nothing, you know? So, but I've just been on quote unquote, the bench since August 1st. See, they can't do anything about that. They can't fire you for that. I don't think, right? No, you're just on no. the bench. Hey, you give me some work and I'll fucking do it. But you have, I'm on the bench right now. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Would you fucking tell some like, and if they try to fire you, I'd just sit across from the person and be like, would you ask for work? Cause I don't know anybody in this world that would ask for work. I used to come into the cable company <laughs> and they would hand me one when we slow times, they hand me one job in the morning. And my ass would fucking go do it and not do anything else. And I'd always, at the end of the day, I'd be like, they're going to ask me, like, what I did the whole rest of the day. Because one job was supposed to take about an hour. Yeah. They're going to ask what I did for the other seven hours today. And, and, you know, I'd come up with an excuse. Never asked me. Not one time was that ever asking me, what else did you do today? They'd look at my log and be like, he did one job. Yeah. I mean, I always had it in my mind. It's like, hey, uh, I would call somebody and be like, hey, if uh, they ask you, tell them I was helping you today. 
So I would even make up the excuse and everything, but it was not necessary at all. Yeah. I remember I being ha I haven't been in contact with anyone. I haven't I haven't emailed <laughs> anyone. I haven't I honestly, I, so I moved out here for a job, you know, I was, you know, cause I'm, I work in IT. Um, I'm from uh, rural Georgia, lived in Atlanta. And then, you know, I moved from Atlanta to San Francisco because I get paid more to do the same job, even though it's expensive as hell out here. Sure. But, uh, but, uh, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but, um, uh, I mean, it feels like you can get I'm, another job uh, anyway. Like if they fire you, yeah, it's I like, mean, I just got oh, a fucking few months off. I'm chilling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so I'm out in San Francisco. So I've been just like just chilling in this new city. Like, you know. Yeah, you well, should. You, fucking, like, yeah, you should probably <laughs> set you probably probably not give out any more information. <laughs> Keep oh, this oh, to I'm yourself. Not telling, I'm not telling anyone. Yeah, I'm not telling anyone. Uh, the name of this? <laughs> no, don't. No, you no. fucking won the lottery. Projects I've done. It is. Fucking won the lottery. Uh, that is the lottery right there. It's like you get a job, they forget you exist, and they keep paying you. That is the lottery. Right, right. Like that is oh, like yeah, I would yeah. love and, that. And, I'd still work for a and, living. Saying I do IT, saying I do IT work in San Francisco is not giving out specific enough information no them. yeah everybody does <laughs> it work yeah. in, in, in yeah, san yeah. francisco yeah no you're safe do you have anxiety about it though no actually like <laughs> I've come, because i've saved up enough now at first though like i was broke and you know to be honest i still have some credit card debt but i'm still you know making payments and you know making some decent chunks into it now but like uh yeah, I'm kind of like uh, going crazy with like the free time. It's weird. I've never had this before because no, don't you let know, it drive you nuts. Of, I'm one of eight kids. I grew up in rural Appalachia, you know. So I've had to work to get to where I am, you know. Yeah, and I'm seeing the chat. This goes a little dicey. Hell yes, it is. I've, I've gone from conservative hell to neoliberal hell. Yeah, but. Well, hey, you know, good luck yeah. to you, and and I'm glad to hear because when you said you had like a doctor, you know, with with your anxiety stuff, it kind of worried me that you were sitting around like 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 I'm a I'm the type of, like I still get like this now. It's like people are gonna realize I don't do any work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just like I'm sure Brett oh, has the same thing oh. where you're just sitting around and you're like people are gonna realize I don't do any work and I'm not gonna get paid anymore. So I'm I'm. I think, I think you should definitely just enjoy your time. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Go uh, to some, yeah, that, go yeah. see the country. Seems like you could go see that's the what, country. No, no, literally I have a trip planned Tuesday. We're going, we're going to uh, Yosemite. Nice. So. Oh, that's Sounds a good fun. trip. Uh, I want to yeah. go to Yosemite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so I'm excited. Well, thanks uh, for the call. Uplifting uh, call. Yeah, yeah this is a great call. We're having some yeah. uplifting calls tonight. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Grew up on food stamps, so this this <laughs> happened to, to random people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could happen to you. Your boss could figure out you exist and put you on the yeah. bench indefinitely. Yeah. What if What if you just? Yeah, I mean, he could do this if he to them. Lie. Yeah. If you. Don't if you somehow skate past this review, you could do this for fucking years. I think you might be able to do this for fucking years. Yeah, it's at least. Oh, that's the hope. That's if you the do, hope. if you do a review in October, 
and they haven't gotten to you yet, like they might not even just, they probably don't even check. It's probably just a little fucking thing think, on a spreadsheet, dude, that just is like, oh, I this person my boss might have gotten fired. Ah, that is perfect. Oh, that's beautiful. Because he's always getting yelled at by his boss, and I saw it. Oh, man. This is a beautiful story. Thank you. Thank you for calling in with this beautiful story. (laughs) All right. I think I'm going to buy some bibs. Okay. All right. For the winter? Yeah. I want my boss to forget about me. You know, I I don't want to be on fun, but I do have to say, you got to be careful how much you get out of it because they might try to fucking sue your ass, you know? I don't think so. I don't think they can. They put them on the bench. Yeah. I mean, what is the other... What can they really do? Taking money for not doing work, man. Sure. That's not against the rules if you're on the bench. Okay. Is how I feel about it. I agree. Like, if the bench is a state of being at the job... And you're on the bench. They can't really do anything about that. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. on the bench. What do you yeah. want to do? I would not. I don't know if Brian knows the most about the law. I'm a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> All right. We got a couple more to go. I'm a certified. We got. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? We got... Hey, what's up? It's uh, August from Duluth, Minnesota. What's, what's up, up, August? Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to call in tonight, but uh, that guy with the bakery story made me want to call in. Okay. Nice. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh, back back in April, I got a job at this uh, restaurant up here. Um, it was like kind of like a deli sandwich shop sort of thing, but it was like upscale. And it was owned by this same company that owned another restaurant. Um, and they, uh, yeah, like the other restaurant, their whole thing was like farm to table and uh, stuff. And then when I got there, they kind of, it was kind of like the same thing at the restaurant. They, uh like prepped everything from scratch and stuff. And uh, I pretty much only got the job there because uh, my roommate worked there. And uh, But a few days after I, after I started working there, he got another job. Um, and then That's yeah, I was hired by this uh, one guy who's a kitchen manager there. Uh, and uh, like it was a pretty nice job and I got along really well with all my coworkers, but like they worked the sh- shit out of me. And, uh, um, so like, uh, uh, right after I started working there, they opened up another restaurant right next door. Uh, well, not, not a restaurant. It was like a barcade, uh, where they served tacos. Um, but we did, uh, all the tacos out of the same kitchen. So it was basically like we were running two restaurants out of the same kitchen. Uh, and, uh, with the same staff. Yeah, with the same staff. Right. And Oof. so I was there for, uh, yeah, for like another like six months or so. And then, yeah, I think it was like back in November, uh, just out of nowhere, they decided to close the taco place. And they fired like all the bartenders there. It was right after they opened up uh, a new bar um, uh, from the same company right across the street. Uh, so I hired a bunch of new bartenders at the bar across the street and then let go of uh, all the bartenders at the arcade. And, uh, oh, yeah, right before that, uh, the kitchen manager I worked with who hired me uh, got fired. Uh, at least that's what I heard. They told us he left of his own will. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. And uh, so, like, the owners there, 
one of them was the daughter of uh, uh, the guy who owned like all the restaurants. And the other guy was this guy who was like sort of a total tool uh, who was like apparently um, worked at the company since like he was a teenager. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I like worked my ass off there and uh, I felt like everyone liked me. And pretty much the only reason why I stayed there was because I got along with everyone so well. Uh, and, um, oh yeah, just, just before, uh, the kitchen manager got fired, I asked for a raise and they gave me one. It was only like 50 cents, but you know, it was better than nothing. And, uh, yeah, I was just getting, uh, pretty burnt out there cause, uh, I was hired as a cook, but I'd been there for like eight or nine months and they kept giving me, uh, dishing shifts, which I don't really mind. It's just like really depressing like i don't want to wash dishes for a living and just stand there washing dishes all day and not really talk to anyone or do any like uh work that i thought was like important or productive sure yeah for sure and uh so um so yeah uh they had this policy there which pissed me off the entire time uh which was that um you could only have a uh, soup, uh, salad, and a potato salad as a shift meal. Uh, what? Uh, Wait, what? What? Yeah. Soup, salad, or potato salad? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the soups they had were like uh, like tomato soup, and then they had some other ones uh, which had meat in them, but I don't eat meat, so uh, <laughs> tomatoes. Like my options were like tomato soup and... Uh, like a potato salad and a salad. And that and, was uh, the only food you could have from the place you were working at? Uh, well, that's what we got for like a shift meal. We got a 50% discount while we were working, but the sandwiches were like super expensive, like $15 a sandwich and shit. Yeah. That's uh, like trading in an hour of fucking work. Yeah. So, uh, I, I would just always make myself food. Uh, I usually closed there at nights and, when the uh, higher ups would leave, I would just make myself food and not pay for it. Special sandwiches, uh, man. Yeah, there was a really unfortunate episode we watched of, uh, I think, Kitchen Nightmare, where there was a guy that, like, at the end of the night, he had a little couple of styrofoam boxes that he took home for himself. And some, Gordon Ramsay happened upon it. And I was like, oh, man, they just completely fucked up this guy's situation. He yeah. was doing, he had a great thing going here. He worked all day for assholes and got like enough food for lunch and dinner, you know? Yeah. On his way out. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's what I did. I would like, uh, usually like load up a bag with like some bread and other stuff and take it home. Uh, yeah. And, uh, so they had me come in. Uh, so uh, a few things happened. Um, uh, they hired this guy there, um, or they transferred him over from one of the other restaurants and they, uh, he had like a lot more experience than me and they were putting him on as like a lead for the closing shifts. And, um, so I came in one day and looked at the schedule and they gave him like all my hours. And then, uh, they gave me like two closing shifts and then two dishing shifts in the morning. And, uh, I told them that, uh, I didn't really want to fuck around with my sleep schedule and lose sleep. I also told them, uh, well, well, I tried to talk to, uh, Jeff, uh, 
who was um, one of the owners there, uh, who's the guy I mentioned as a tool. And uh, um, yeah, I, I asked to speak with him and uh, like I wanted to talk to him in his office, but he would uh, he wouldn't even do that. Like he wanted me to talk to him online while I was like working and making sandwiches and shit. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I told him that I wanted them to pay me more if they wanted me to do fishing shifts. Cause I thought it was like harder and more like physically taxing work. Like whenever I do dish shifts, my like back and my neck would hurt afterwards. Right. So you like bending down and doing but convent- that- back there all night. Yeah. And usually that's paid less. Yeah. They, they told me that and I knew that, uh, but I, I think that's fucked up. For sure. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he just, like, didn't want to hear any of that. And he basically just said uh, that they didn't have the hours to go around and, uh, like, that's what they had for me. And he said he would, uh, like, find someone else to take the dishes. Um, but then uh, he couldn't find someone for that week. So I came in in the morning to uh, do the dishes. And, uh, yeah, and then... Like the morning was going all right, but I was like, I didn't get much sleep and I was, uh, just kind of pissed off. And, uh, yeah, I made myself a grilled cheese and I went back and tried to eat it. And then, uh, the other owner who was, uh, like the, like big owner's daughter, uh, yeah, she tried to make me pay for it. And I just kind of said, oh, I was just going to have it as a shift meal. And, uh, she was like, no, you can't do that. I basically just uh, told her I, w- I wasn't going to pay for it. And so she brought me down in the office, and I basically just uh, tried to argue with her that, uh, that yeah, I, d- I didn't want to, uh, yeah, I tried to argue that the soup and salad, potato salad, uh, probably cost like just as much as a little grilled cheese especially when you're like putting it in cups and all that stuff. Yeah. Grilled cheese Uh, isn't breaking the budget. No, it's like the cheapest thing you can make. It's what I eat when I'm broke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And uh, yeah, she just basically said uh, uh, that wasn't okay. And I ended up paying for the sandwich, but I told her that, uh, uh, yeah, I I was pissed off and I, uh, kind of like snapped a little. I just told her that uh, I wasn't happy there for a lot of reasons. And I told her that I thought they were exploiting me there. And then uh, I came in the next morning or the next day and I worked my shift just like normal. And then uh, the day after that, two days before uh, uh, Christmas, they just called me and told me I was fired. Nice. Figured. Yeah. Well, at least you got to at least you got to make them feel bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. It's a good yeah, story. Sorry, I don't know if that was a very good story. No, it was. No, good. It was. I I'm love. Good. I love the uh, soup salad, the super salad choice. Yeah, it's it's funny. great. I mean, it sucks, but it's funny. I mean, that's yeah, just hellish. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have a good Anyways, one. Yeah. Uh, love you guys. I'll. Uh, you guys should come up to uh, the city sometime. I'll definitely go down and see you. What's the city? What city? Uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Minneapolis. We're gonna Minneapolis. be there. We'll be there in July. July? Yeah. Okay. We'll be there Sweet. in July, early August, something like that. All right. Peace.
We got All right. What do we got here? I mean, we got we got like we're over now. We're overtime. Yeah. This person is only they haven't been waiting for that long. Well, what do you want to do? We got two we jump can ins. End the show. I can hang up on the jump ins. And ends. I can go home and watch a movie and pass out. Okay. Or we can take the calls. But I don't want to go that much over three hours. Yeah, I don't want to go three calls deep. Yeah, I think the show's over. Show's over. Yeah, I called it. It's my fault. I'm the heel. Call back next week, and uh, we will be nice. Yes, uh, thanks for listening to Street Fighter Radio. That's the week after next. We're going to be here next week. That's the show. We're so glad y'all show up and call in. We have some good calls tonight, some legendary calls. I hope that I hope that person didn't say too much about their job that they get found out. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for hanging up on the police caller. I, I did. I, that was an accident. I really was just trying to pull it up to get ready to go to the next thing. And it just it's it's a weird system. I promise. Yeah. Um. You can find more of what we do at patreon.com slash street fight radio. You can sign up for bonus content. Uh extra videos, extra audio. Brian's doing a bunch of premium audio stuff right now. Um, we're going to record some undercover bosses. We did one tonight, actually. There's an undercover boss on the way. So lots of good things happening. If you want more from street fight radio over on Patreon, otherwise find us on all the social media platforms at street fight WCRS. Watch the show. Thanks. Red and red and black rules. I see you in there all the time. Congressional baseball fan. Cool with pie. Appreciate the chat. They keeping it together, talking to everybody. I try to ban. We had a little couple infiltrators tonight. Oh, cool. And I saw one person that called someone that called like 30 times in a row. They were using like a robo dialer of some sort, I think. Oh, cool. But That's we, funny. We weathering the storm. Yeah, I guess. Thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. This Wednesday, we are doing a show. Next Sunday, we will not be doing the call-in show. But I will get you content, I promise. Well, we'll get you something. But yes. I'm probably going to give you new content. I All right. If I can work it out. Peace, y'all. Have a good one. Excuse me, friend. Do you ever get mad online about politics? No, not really. So your Twitter handle isn't at DabbingCastro911 and you didn't just post drink piss to at Joe Biden? Uh, okay, you caught me. Well, good news, friend. You are not alone and you should get your news from two guys who are just as mad online as you. Really? Who? Where? District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left, airing Monday through Friday, hosted in Washington, D.C. by the two Sams, Sam Knight and Sam Sachs. All you have to do is subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Wow, thank you. Keep posting and stay mad, my friend.